Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Win a Hilux and Camper on 15 May and support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Yes, welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. Win a Hilux and a camper on 15th 15th of May and support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au. I am with James Magnuson. How are you? Very good, J.A. I was going to wish you a happy Mother's Day this morning, but I realised you're not a mother. Oh, just, <laughs> I don't know if that's meant to be like a burn or something. Well, you actually did come in and you said, uh, happy Mother's Day, everyone. Are you a mother? And it was like the most accusation. Can you say that? I, yeah, it's I thought she might have been off that show, you know, Teen Mums yeah. that they had on uh, MTV because <laughs> right, she's okay. so young. Yeah. Good comeback, mate. Good comeback. Steve O'Keefe, how are you? Mate, I'm having a, a good day, a happy Mother's Day out there to all our mm. mothers who are listening, probably one or two of you or, or none at all. But if you were a, uh, oh, yeah. a Travojevic mother, you'd be having a good Mother's Day. Oh, Three yeah. boys playing for the, the Seagulls yesterday yes. was uh, quite impressive. So happy happy Mother's Day to her. And if you feel like pushing out a couple more, if you're, <laughs> if you're lying. <laughs> but there's another one, I think. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. there's four. You would know. You're I think from the there. other... The yeah. other one's a boxer, maybe, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think he might have fought on one of those George Rose cards. Um, How nice are those boys, though? You know, Jake Travoy, did you watch yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. when they were interviewing uh, them all together and then Jakey just come in and he's just so sincere, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, comes in. How great is this for the family and our friends? And I'm just so proud yeah. of my brother. Um, I love Jakey. I just think he's just the... He's the, a sweetheart. Yeah, absolute sweetheart. Yeah. What you see is what you get. Um, yeah. So, yeah, good on him. What a debut. I, double they, on debut. If they want a sister, I would like to be adopted into that family. <laughs> it's a turbo, a turbo it's sister. Like a nice, turbo. It seems like a That's nice family. a nice family. family. Hey, um, mm. James, have you been cold the last few days? No. I've, been cold. I've just been really cold the last few nights. Anyway, I thought, um, I thought maybe you might want to wear Uh-oh. this Raiders scarf. I've got a Raiders scarf here for you. Do you want to put it on? Sure. Do you want to feel a winning sure. scarf? Oh, look at him shake. Yeah. I've never seen oh. a grown man shake more in his wanna, life. Uh, Beautiful. It's cashmere or something. <laughs> oh, you look good in a Raiders scarf. Do you want to go for a winning team? <laughs> I was about to say, it won't be long, mate, before you have to hand it back. Oh. And, uh, our it's, mate Ricky's got a... We're back, baby. We beat, <laughs> we beat the worst team in the comp. <laughs> oh, <that's> just, just. <laughs> just. Actually, are you still on the bottom of the ladder? I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is good. We're bad at me. We're bad at me. The green machine. We hit them hard. So hey, green. you're not the worst team in the comp, actually, the Knights. Yeah, Newcastle. We've got okay. the Spoon Bowl next weekend, Newcastle versus Bulldogs. <laughs> so <laughs> it should be a ripper. We beat the, the second worst team in the comp. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. yeah, I'm very disappointed. I was reeling from that one. It actually, it felt for me as a fan like our worst loss of the season, just from effort-wise. Mm. Like, the Raiders have had such a tough run, mm. and we couldn't even match it with them. Like, it yeah. was disappointing. Well, I tipped the Bulldogs. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Really? Yeah, I yeah. really thought that uh, the Bulldogs were going to get up. I just thought they were going to go on this bad What move. about um, poor Jared Croker? Oh, uh, I know. Do you think he'll make the 300? What's he at? Three ni- 293 I mean, now? I guess it depends what this in- injury is uh, yeah. in terms of... Is it a, is it a recurring? No, it looked like no. I think it was he's a dislocated shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, he's like had shoulder problems. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if this is the same Because he was coming back from a knee. Yes, he was coming yeah. back from There's been a couple, actually, because what Sammy Verrills went down as well with a, with a dislocated shoulder. Yeah. So. Yep. Jack Johns broke his arm last night in a yep. Knights game. Um, there's a few, few nasty you injuries. Just, you could just feel the whole of Canberra, the hearts just break. Yeah, I know. And he looked it, like... He looked really I'm good. sorry, I don't know why they haven't been playing him all season. They've had bulk issues with their outside backs and they've had him sitting in reserve grade. It just looked like he steadied the team a bit, yes. just relaxed them because Raiders over the past few weeks have looked really panicky. Yeah. They get near the opposition try line and Rapana starts throwing ridiculous flick passes yeah, and doing options poor. Isn't yeah. It? Just silly stuff. And it looked like he just brought the, the composure, the composure. Yeah. Yeah. He looked mm. good. Yeah. yeah. Sorry for him. Well, a couple of uh, headlines to come out of the round so far. We've already sort of talked about Brothers Day, the manly starting side with Tom, Jake uh, and Ben Trebojevic for the first time. Um, And Ben with a double. That's exciting for him. Yeah. Played out of position too. They apparently trained all week at second row, uh, at uh, centre, sorry, and then played second row. So pretty impressive. The Daily Mm. Telegraph has farewell Foz. Kieran Foran to join the Titans in an $800,000 deal. That's a lot of cash. Losers. How desperate is that from the Titans? Seriously. We were chatting earlier. I don't think that's $800,000 a year. No, $400 a year. Yeah. 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 That's still good coin if you can get it. Yeah, uh, when you compare him to uh, peoples who played for the debuted for the Souths on the weekend, he's got two jobs. He stacks shelves. Oh, really? And he works as a sales rep on one of those thousand dollar a week contracts. <laughs> so you know that's the that's the. He's got a train and trial. That's yet. yeah, train and trial. Yeah. So that's good money. But we're talking about foreigns deals what over the last say five or six years and most yeah. of them have been in that sort of million dollar category yeah. uh, missile. You'll you'll know a bit better than what I did. But yeah, he started so off at the the. Manly on so what? He, was, he was at Manly on big money, and mm. they won in, um, the comp there in 2011. Yeah, mm-hmm. beating the storm. Then it was a huge deal from him leaving Manly, going to Para on over one million a year. I think he was one of those first players to get one of those big, big proper contracts. I think it might have been 1.1, 1.2 that he went to Parramatta. That tanked there, mm-hmm. so he went from Para to the Warriors again, a million a year at the Warriors. Para probably paying a, a portion of that to get rid of him. Then the Warriors said, we've had enough, and they punted him as well, and he comes to the Bulldogs. Bulldogs <laughs> trumpet him as their huge signing, million-dollar a year for four years, $4 million. That fails again. Had a lot of injuries. <laughs> a lot of injuries, a lot of off-field stuff. Um, I remember his last game, he did his shoulder, and I seriously thought that was the end of him. I thought yeah. he, was, he was gone there, you know, he's yeah. playing – you know, a, a tough, hard brand of footy, almost like he was trying to get re-signed. Did he show? I thought, yeah, absolutely gone. Then what gets another lifeline? Gets a lifeline back at Manly. I remember seeing the, the footage from the Sheds one game, you know, when Joey's in the Sheds or whatever after mm. the game, and uh, they panned past Foran, and he was taped within an inch of his life. He was literally being held together by Elastoplast. Yeah. <laughs> but, he, but he seems to have sort of come pretty good in the past since he's been back at Manly. Amazing. He does. Yeah, whatever they're doing there with their S&C and their recovery, their rehab stuff, like they got Tommy back, his hamstrings were shot, mm. and he seems to be back in the game now. Foz has recovered really well. 
Um, how much of that, though, Missile, is – so you've got your S&C and you've got your program, right? But how much being a professional athlete – the only credible professional. I was going to say, you, you, you two are a professional. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, we, you play for Australia. Yeah, but we're not in the same realm. Uh, uh, how much of that is indicative on the player to get it? Because he looks as fit as I've ever seen him. You know, you, you can be shoved all this nutrition. This is what you're meant to do. How much of is it you at seven, six o'clock in the morning getting up going, right, this is what I have to do, the discipline that's involved? Yeah, a huge part of it. And I've spoken to a few football players about it as well. And there's sort of your training that's compulsory and then there's bits and pieces that you do around that that can make the difference, the one percenters. So, mm. for example, we'd have swim training from, say, 6 to 8 in the morning. Mm. But I'd get to the pool at 5.30 mm. and start stretching and warming up, doing rehab, prehab stuff. I'd wake up at, at 4.30 or 5 extra early to have breakfast so that I was primed before oh training. And it's the same oh. with – it's the same with <laughs> – okay. yeah. Need to listen, just creeping like, <laughs> I have anxiety just thinking But that's, yeah, it, that's the difference, right? You'd probably yeah. do that on your own. You'd be the only – you and – what? there wouldn't be too many yeah, doing the no, same thing. Yeah, not too many. Then that's that's the things that separate, um, you yeah. know, athletes. And that's that's something that I always – Kind of, I realized at a young age and that if you wanted to be in that top 1%, you've got to do stuff that the other people in the squad aren't doing. And it's super hard to do because you see the other people some days coasting through and enjoying themselves and you go, you know, I've been here half an hour earlier. I'm leaving half an hour later. Mm. Um, Mentally, you've got the wood over them, don't you? Because you know you've been putting in the work. Yeah, you do. You do. And I know that I've spoken to rugby league players and the exact same thing happens, you know. I've heard stories of kickers staying behind half an hour, hour after the game, practicing their kicking, mm. practicing their goal kicking. I've heard stories of people, again, getting there half an hour early for stretching, warming up, extra weights before the weight session. So mm. you, you are in control of your own destiny. So I, I think Foran um, can attribute a lot of that to his own preparation. But um, certainly Manly is his happy place, right? He, he's never really excelled anywhere but Manly. So... Mm. It's a huge punt from the Titans to take him out of that environment and pay him 400k a year. Uh, yeah, that, and there's been nothing um, to confirm uh, this deal. This sort of started getting rumoured Thursday night, Friday in um, in the day, uh, and Justin Holbrook was up for his press conference on Friday, as was uh, Des Hasler. Des Hasler wouldn't talk about it at all. Yeah, he, he was kept, frosty, wasn't he? He kept saying, this is not the forum, this is not the forum. This is not. I was like, when, when, when is it? Des, when, ever, when can we ask? Do you ever feel intimidated interviewing him? He's quite... Nah. No. Because I've just done it so many times. And yeah. I walk in I walk in just ready to be entertained. Yeah. I, when I was younger, I used to get intimidated by all of them. I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, uh, who Who's the hardest to interview of all the coaches, would you oh, say? Oh, Des by a mile. Really? really? More what so than Wayne? Yeah. No, no, because Wayne will actually give a little bit of an answer. Yeah. Des mm. does this thing for TV where he draws his grabs out. He goes, uh, uh, Tom, and he knows yeah. we can't run it's at like 20. He's, like he's sitting on a grape juicer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And he knows, he knows we can't run a 23-second grab. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, he is by far just the hardest to get a grab out of. But um, no, and, I just Have you noticed, say. you know how he whispers? Yeah. yeah. You've got to have the mic. Like, yeah. I yeah. used to do a, a couple of things with, with the Bulldogs back when I was swimming. And... Uh, I've spoken to Des a few times and he goes, oh, yeah, so listen, uh, Miss Hall. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, for your preparation, Miss Hall. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm leaning in closer to hear what he's saying. I'm, I'm hanging on every word because it's Des Hasler and I'm, you know, I'm a Bulldogs fan. Yeah. But, 
it'll never really lead anywhere either. He never yeah. really has a point. He just yeah. draws things out and it's kind of... Very vague. It. Yeah, yeah. He said to one of the journos, um, uh, one of the newer sort of journos I've seen around lately, he said to them the other day, he goes, you get to the point. In his, when he was asking the question, and I thought, ah, <laughs> uh, pot calling kettle. Like, yeah, yeah. It's funny um, though because the players love him. Oh, the Everyone that plays for him, him, and they and they love that he has that relationship with with the media, where he'll defend them mm-hmm. at all costs. And so it's obviously quite endearing to the players. And then everyone that I know that's worked with him can't speak highly enough of him. But yeah, I, I often watch those press conferences, and sometimes he questions the journo. Yeah. And I'm like, oof. It's yeah, quite tense. Yeah, quite yeah. tense. Well, it and was a uh, it was a big win though for the uh, the Seagulls. That was a pack. I didn't get out there at Manly, but it was a packed house. Yeah, eighteen thousand there on a beautiful sunny afternoon. I was yeah. chatting to Brooksy, the producer. He's got some big issues. Thirty minutes. It said it took him to get a beer. Yeah, because uh, oh. he stood in the wrong line to get some food. And obviously, there's a lot of discussion going around at the moment with funding in which way it's going to be directed. Yes. Mm. To in regards to you know, do you pump a lot of money into these suburban grounds, which has been promised? Do they put a roof on the old Homebush Stadium? Do mm. we knock that down? So I mean, yeah. it is a trivial point, but I think if you go to the punter, people who are directly on the ground. Yes, we love the hill, but we also want to make sure that we've got these state-of-the-art facilities. Firstly, but also a, a place where you know, there's 17,000 there, but there's no reason why you shouldn't be getting 25,000, 30,000 there yeah. at, at Manly to watch it when they are playing good footy. Um, yeah. There's no better place to be on a Sunday Arvo. I think it would be an is- interesting move if we said, let's try and get each of these suburban grounds to 20,000. Mm. Just pick a number, mm. if, uh, for, for argument's sake, 20,000. So Leichhardt, uh, Belmore, uh, Brookvale, all those suburban grounds, Cogra, um, what's the one down in Wollongong? Each of those grounds, 20,000 capacity. And I don't know about you guys, but I personally much prefer going to those grounds. It's like a bit of a novelty. Yeah. Um, When you go to Belmore, you've got all these food stalls and kebab stalls and everything set up along the course. So walking down to the ground, Mm. it it brings money into those local areas as well. The local restaurants, pubs, clubs. Oh, you definitely feel more connected. We play yeah. some games up at Coffs Harbour sometimes. You get yeah. half the crowd, you might get 10,000, yeah. but they're right on top of you and yeah. so much more appreciative and fun. You almost feel like you're playing a bit more of a park style based game as opposed mm. to here at the SCG. Yeah. You're so removed from everyone. You know, you've got, yeah. it's almost segmented into class status. You've got the members and then the high ticket players over there. Whereas you go to these places in rural towns and geez, they love it. What are know, the so. facilities like, at, like um, in terms of dressing rooms and back of house yeah, stuff? It's fine. fine I, I, yeah. think, I just think it can be so overrated when you think you need these. Again, I'm talking from a professional athlete's point mm-hmm. of view where my recovery is two, four X beers and, uh, a uh, meat pie is my recovery. Um, but, yeah, no, they're fine. Uh, maybe it might be a little bit different for footballers and whatever, but if you've got the bare basics, it's enough. We've just got a message in here. The producer's passed to me. Hey, Missile, do you think Canterbury should strongly consider a full-time move back to Belmore next year to fill the ground on a consistent basis? There's no doubt a large part of Canterbury's supporter base is located in Bankstown Municipality. A move to Belmore in- will increase the home ground advantage, which can mean the difference between winning and losing close games. Yeah, I, I, particularly for, for teams struggling like the Bulldogs, right? Like they're not going to get 15,000 at ANZ mm. playing a, a Newcastle, for example. So I, I know there's deals where the stadium play, pays the club to play at those big venues, but uh, I just I, you go there and it feels empty. Mm. There's no atmosphere. Yeah, that's right. When you've got two lower teams, you may as well take it to a suburban ground and, and keep the gate rather than getting paid by an, an ANZ. 
Well, we are going to have a little bit more of a discussion on the games themselves, but just the last headline, um, the Bennett, an exclusive from, I think, the Courier Mail, Bennett's secret meeting with Broncos star as Dolphins offer $1 million plus deal, and that's on mm. about Herbie Farnworth. Isn't Ooh. everyone a million-dollar player these days? <laughs> what a great name, too. Yeah, yeah it is a really good one. Yeah. So back in so two, 2012, uh, Inglis was the first million-dollar player. He signed for South Sydney until 2017. Oh. Recently now, got married on the weekend, too. Oh, did he? Yeah, G.I. in a secret wedding, back oh. I think back in Maxville. Oh, well, not so secret now. <laughs> well, when they, it's funny when they say secret and you see four or five photos, like there's been papped yeah. and all that. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, he did, yeah, but it was an intimate wedding. So, so back back then the salary cap was four point four million. Now it's nine point four million. So um, I don't know. That's a lot, I know isn't it? we're a lot of politics at the moment with the um, with the election coming up, and they're always talking about wage growth. But I yeah, hope they're not yeah. factoring so, the. Uh, is that your standard two point three percent? Yeah, I know. They're not factoring the NRL are, in there. Yeah, in, what what inflation boomed. says f- says football player on six hundred thousand a year? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, a million dollars. It, it does seem a. A lot. So what year was that, did you say? So 2012. First English million dollar first man. First million dollar player. And I think, uh, I, if I remember, first I think must have been JT, around then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JT yeah, yeah. must have been the, like, maybe just after that. Um, and so that was the, uh, English was signed until 2017. I feel like now if you look at, say, the New South Wales State of Origin team, what, 70% of that would be on a million bucks these days. Like, there's a lot of, a lot more million dollar players now. They'd be pushing it. Yeah. yeah. Even they were talking about Stephen Crichton potentially going for a, a million a year to the Redcliffe Dolphins as a marquee signing. So I just don't know. If, I mean, you're signing these outside backs, and yeah. I just um, for Big me, I, Big yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's mean, like, the Bulldogs kind of learned that with Kotrick. Yeah. Well, every yeah. any team that's struggling in at the moment that you even with the full pack that Souths have and the uh, the quality of, of of the backs that they have at the moment, you know, the, the six and seven. That's where you're going to get it. Yeah. Get it done. If you don't yeah. have that high quality spine, then you're just gonna you're even. Gonna and, and they've got the six. Yeah, they've mm. got the six. They've mm. got three of the four of that spine locked in, yeah. and they're still yeah. struggling. struggling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's worth. And we'll chat to later Chad Townsend, who's been you know an absolute superstar and a, a large catalyst for the Cowboys' turnaround uh, this season. So, mm. what's anyway. been your own headlines? Have you made a headline? Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me just let me just see if I can quickly come up. Has uh, Sock been in the newspaper this week? <laughs> yeah, I have. I made my own headline. Uh, no. Terrific. Ter- my, my terrific. Head- ter- Teddy turns on turbocharged performance. There you go. How's okay. that sound? Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. How boring is that? <laughs> uh, I didn't actually ask you to write the headline, but I love that you did. Well, I, I, I liked I liked Teddy's performance on the weekend. I think that was the highlight for me coming back from a disappointing game against the thing. I, I he saw glimpses of it against the doggies and geez, he was he was electric. Yeah, uh, he was scoring so three. So he was he was my standout and highlight. Yeah, I think for me it's coaches under pressure at this time of year. Mm. Um, the main two I would say Adam O'Brien and and. Uh, Trent Barrett, unfortunately, for for the Bulldogs, and they play each other next week. Whoever loses that game, <laughs> someone's someone's under huge pressure. I know. Uh, I don't know why Adam O'Brien's job doesn't really get spoken about much, does it? Oh, I don't know. I feel like it's little starting bit? to a little okay. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I find it interesting that Trent Barrett gets spoken about as much as it does, considering he hasn't actually been there that long. And mm. I mean, Ricky Stewart's been. The Raiders it, for eight yeah. years. I know you got a win on the weekend, but I think you just got Gus hanging over you yeah. at all times, and he's yeah. ruthless. Be, yeah, yeah. You also think Ricky had, you know, a couple of years ago they were in the final, so at least he's got a bit of pedigree behind him in knowing how to win titles. When yeah. you look at 
someone like Barrett's record, I think it's like 16% win yeah. ratio. And, you know? he, well, and he's like, struggled when has that ever survived anywhere yeah, at really any stage? Did. And he struggled mm. at Manly by saying, you know. And he had a good list there. And the facilities yeah. weren't up. The whole thing was he was saying the facilities weren't up to scratch and then nothing changed and yeah, um, they ended up in the finals. So yeah. um, my headline was the million dollar chase. Did you guys watch that last night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's I a did. pearl. Yeah. Yeah. She's a pearl. Oh, she's a pearl. She was, she was a pearl. She was so no, it, far it ahead. It blew out to $1.75 by the time it jumped. <laughs> blew out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for it, something um, that was that dominant, that was like a uh, black caviar slash winks type performance. Wasn't it? Like, it's funny to watch the broadcast of that because there's not really any way you can drag it out. Like, yeah, it just, I know. 20, what did it run it in? Twenty nine seventy or something? Was it? Yeah, yeah. It was a, it's yeah. over five twenty, isn't it? I didn't see the race, but it was it just it's it, it's a lap and a half or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The okay. commentators start talking about like the personality of the dogs and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. There's, it's funny. there's a guy out on track walking around with the mic, and the dogs are coming around it, his heels. It was full of rugby. <laughs> it was full of rugby league. There was a lot of. Uh, like Parramatta players there? Well, they did. They had a couple yeah. of greats. And I think they are tr really trying to uh, – it's obviously never going to be horse racing, but try and get this connection between sport and raise the awareness of greyhound racing. Either of you guys been to Wenny Park? Would have, yeah, yeah. You have? No, Actually, I once owned a dog. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Went in uh, four grand the dog – uh, cost and we went yeah. in with eight mates at 500 bucks and yeah. it didn't even make one race got bitten unfortunately oh. by a spider and passed away and I was uh -huh. like that's oh. the last time I'm doing that wow. it's, really well, it's, a fickle, it's a fickle sport yeah, yeah. okay so, on that note <laughs> 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 sock. So, thanks so, sock yeah uh, after the break, we're just going to look at round nine. We're not going to hear any more depressing dog Sorry. stories from Stock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ, winner Hilux and Camber on 15th of May and support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au. Tackles to go. Then Trebojevic, he's spinning around. He's over. Here's Walker. Now Tom Trebojevic. Waits for the pass, times it beautifully. What a step from Ruben Garrett. Gets on the inside and he gets the second try of the day. Jerry Evans drifting across to the right. Here's Ben Trebojevic. And this time it's a try assist as Christian Tuomalotu goes over in the corner. Tolu Kola has the ball and he's dancing around oh, no. like a jack-in-a-box. Daily Cherry Evans. Well, he's got one to beat. 30 metres to go. He's trying to turn the defence inside out and he does so. Stafford Tower couldn't do a thing. And the brilliance of DCE seals another try. And now play down the right-hand side. Talk about pace. This could be the West Tigers' first try of the game. Tom Trebojevic tries to deny, but the Tigers have gone in, have they? Jerry Evans with a dummy. Now Tom Trebojevic. He's got space. He handballs it back. It's in the hands of Lachlan Croker. Ben Trebojevic is going to get a double. Touch the line. Balls on the ground. He got it over. Two tries. And he's run on to boom. Welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. You're with James Magnuson, Steve O'Keefe and Jaleesa Abs. The Seagulls defeated the West Tigers 36-22. to Sold out at Four Pines Park, 17,000 in attendance. 
The Seagulls jumped out to an 18-0 lead. The Tigers had a couple of unfortunate calls go their way, but I actually thought this was still a game where the Tigers looked like in previous games they probably had got this far behind and then it was a complete blowout. And this time they actually sort of still showed a bit of fight. Yeah, I thought the Tigers were gallant in uh, in defeat. The 10 in the bin was harsh, I, I thought, it, really harsh. Um, it felt harsh, but they had been warned. Yeah, yeah. It just, and, you know, we keep coming back to this discussion, is 10 minutes too harsh for a team and does it affect a game too much? For something like laying down in the ruck, 10 minutes is a huge penalty for a team and I felt sorry for the Tigers. But um, You just feel like that consist is that consistent across the board? With Again, it goes back to that adage of the... the the top teams is that consistent across most games when you see yeah. it's a really it's not a yeah. clear and cut line and, and something like laying in the ruck too long is so subjective yeah. yeah like some refs will and you watch origin they'll lay on an extra second than club football it's a right set of rules, isn't it? yeah yeah so if if you're going to give 10 in the bin for something like slowing down the ruck it's well, very murky waters and then if it's say that's back to back to back penalties off mm. the kickoff Mm. There was a high shot, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it yeah. Was, you know, so there's another penalty. I'm like, yeah. do these do these carry on? How, yeah. long, how long does this keep going for? If you give yeah. away the next four, so even if, though yeah, it's been half time. Yeah, if you give a warning, is it every penalty <laughs> after thereafter that. is a 10 in the bin? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought I thought that was a harsh one, but I, honestly, watching it, I took more from the Tigers that game than Manly. Yeah. Manly okay. in previous years have been a little bit more ruthless where they'll put a team to the sword yep. in that and situation. Bed, yeah. And... Uh, for anyone out there that had Manly riding 13 plus on uh, on the betting agencies, it was a yeah. pretty stressful game. Yeah, um, and I, I just I'm I'm not sold on Manly this year. I, I think after Friday night, we've now got a three horse race mm. for the premiership. Yeah, who's the three? Para. Penrith and Storm. So Power have beaten both Penrith and Storm. You're not, you're not put considering the form of the Sharks or the Cowboys at the moment who are on. Not, not yet. Not I'm not sold of... yet. Okay. Um, and I wasn't sold on Para until you I kind of look at it and go. No. I, yeah. I just think they're one of those teams that plays to the level of their opposition. Yeah. But if you said, okay. Well, that's not going to help you, though, when you pay, when you have to play 12 teams less than you. <laughs> yeah. But, well, so Melbourne have only lost one game. And it was to Parramatta. Penrith have only lost one game, and it was to Parramatta. But you can still see them being beaten by the Sharks. Yeah, I I I can see them being beaten by like the Bulldogs on there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. Yeah, Storm or Penrith being beaten by them. Yeah, Yeah. I can just see Para getting into a a major semi against a a Storm or a a Panthers, and they've just got that game plan that unsettles them, which is that real power game through massive forwards. Yep. Um, so I, I think they're in the race this year. I think the premiership window is wide open for Parramatta. But, yeah, Manly, I, I don't know. There's something missing, maybe a little bit of punch through the forwards. Um, well, Olukawatu was out. Missing, and Schuster which, was and out. Schuster was out yeah. which, I mean, that's, that's, that's two a big, big, difference. big misses. Two right. sizable characters right. playing on the edge. And yep. Tommy was probably a little quiet by Tom's standards. We still yeah. we yeah. have a pretty high standard for, we for do. Tom. He, yeah. was, he was still good. He was great. But... I, I just always wonder. So Cherry Evans is on a percentage of the of the salary cap, right? Which If the, if it goes up, then his wage goes yeah, up. Yeah, so yes. I think he's up that's to almost. Deal. That's a great deal. Yeah. <laughs> He'd have to be almost up at 1.2 by now with the, the yeah. Oh, yeah. rising yeah. salary cap. So you've got 1.2 for Cherry Evans, 1.1 to 1.2 for Tom Trebojevic, mm. and then Jake on 9.50. And I always look at that Manly team and I see all these sort of fringe first graders like Morgan Harper, Brad Parker, 
but names Breaker. like that just kind of yeah filling out the spots in their team because yeah. you got almost uh, more than a third of of your money taken up in three players mm. and i just look at it and go do they have enough consistency across the park to win a comp they've got the big flashy players but do they have that consistency in their squad and uh, I tend to think they don't. Yeah, and that's it. what they're starting to feel now with they're having to get rid of Kieran Foran because they did sign him on a pretty low deal. Mm. They're now going to have to get rid of Kieran Foran, probably Marty Tapao as well. So It's looking it, thin then, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's starting to get you right. Mm. It's starting to – you're sort of just filling the spots then, aren't you? Yeah. Luke Garner's individual try I thought was um, pretty brilliant. He's off to the Panthers. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and their, their, yeah. Other, their other second rower from um, the Tigers – Kalawa Matangi or no no no, no that's a South second row. Chualangi Chualangi he's he's been playing really well he's yeah. off to Manly yeah so um, yeah it could be well that's the thing right so we're talking about Manly and their final aspirations where where do we all sit with the Tigers now you know you, you've you've had the two one point wins which mm. you know albeit were unbelievably great fighting efforts showed a lot of spirit which the yeah. fans have just been neglected of for almost twelve months it seems but. You know, we're now we're back to you know a great encouraging a great fighting performance, still not getting it done. You know, yeah. was it, is it is it you know the dead cat bounce where we've seen you know everyone just cheering and getting around each other? Are they able to stick it week in week out and become yeah. the team that they're expected to be? They get Dewey back, uh, who's not far off. Where does he slot in? I think they they're expe- they need to now build a team that people now want to come to because they don't have those million dollar players that you're yep. talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They need to start being a team where it looks like there's a bit of hope there and they can build a better team because I, I wonder how much under the salary cap they are. Remember when the Knights got fined a few years ago for being so Too far, far under? Too far under. Yeah, they weren't spending. Yeah. So far under. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they weren't filling positions. Uh, yeah, they were, they were too far yeah. under the salary cap. They got fined. That's like my job here at SEN, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd be, yeah, I'd be more. We're squeezing you in. <laughs> I'd be more uh, positive or confident as a Tigers fan right now than a Knights fan because I think yes. there's the the right signs are there. They next year they bring in Api Corusau and uh, Papali'i, mm-hmm. and I think then you're starting. So you add those two with Hastings with Dewey. Suddenly you've got the makings of a spine. Yep. Um, things are coming together. And remember, yesterday they were missing uh, Nofaluma and Dane Laurie. Yep. I think Dane Laurie is really he's, important yeah, to that he's team. A, he's a, he's a um, star, yep. So I can see light at the end of the tunnel for the Tigers. Well, the biggest attraction um, would be going, look, if I was a, 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 a young edge front rower, a young centre, I would be looking at going, if you can keep Hastings there, Dewey there, and even mm. Brooks do a shift to a nine or something. I'd be looking at that team going, I can learn and yep. we can have success around that. Bit like Reynolds with the Broncos, who to me, everyone talks about the Cowboys being the side that's probably overachieved and done well. I'm looking at the Broncos now in their last couple of performances against the Sharks, against the Bunnies, who aren't playing great footy, but they are starting to put together complete performances, mm. You know, really cohesive uh, games, where last year you felt like they had all the talent but it was a bit like Pac-Man, you know, they're all sort of moving around in different directions with no control. But yeah, then you've got right. someone in the middle who's who's directing plays, a bit like Hastings has done in a couple of wins, and then you're like, all of a sudden, it's just all come together. Yeah. You're getting the best out of Cobo out in the wings. The centres are starting to engage. Farmworth's on the, on the million-dollar deal now, supposedly, which he deserves. And they beat the Bunnies without probably jumping the gun to the, the next game that we're talking about. But no Capewell, 
no Haas. And I thought yeah. the Souths were just going to knock down that front though, and they tried early on. Yeah. Um, but their defence was just amazing. And I think, again, that's the hallmark of a good team that can put that South forward pack to bed. And not only that, when they had their opportunity down in the in their 20, they took the right took option it. most, yeah. most yeah. times. So. Yeah. We're seeing more than ever, I think, in the game right now, the importance of halfbacks. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, Chad Townsend's gone to yep. the Cowboys and completely turned them around. Reynolds has completely turned uh, the Broncos around. Hastings at the Tigers has been a revelation. Um, and the Bulldogs continue to sign million-dollar back rowers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I asked, uh, I asked James Tamo about um, Hastings maybe a week ago, and he said his 40 IQ is up there with James Maloney. Wow, so he's just, yeah. He's, he said he, he's not that athletic, he's not that fit, yeah. but his uh, footy IQ is just right up there with James Maloney. Up next for both teams at Magic Round, Seagulls take on the Broncos, West Tigers take on the Cowboys. That will be a real test, really, to see where they're at. Uh, we're going to take a break and discuss the rest of the round. You're listening to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ, Winner Hilux and Camper on 15th of May. And support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au. After a break, another win for the Cowboys. Human freight train, Tamalolo, carried them all the way up the coast. Here is Phil on the end of another long ball. He just keeps scoring try. Happening, Rance goes to the Heat Brothers. Jacob Say feeding the target. A piece of brilliant. Here's Hoy, gets away from Nanai, getting there to stop it. It comes back to Randall, and the Knights do have the lead. Instead, it comes back to Drinkwater, and now there's a surplus of numbers. Home, oh, back to Valentine home. Lara is out there, filmed on the back. Nanai stepping, my goodness, what she moves. The Cowboys came here tonight looking to make it four on the trot. They've done exactly that. 36, the Knights 16. Yeah, the Cowboys defeating the Knights. Huge 200th game for Chad Townsend. I think his 200th was actually the week before, but this was the the one they were um, celebrating at home. Four try assists in the match. Uh, seven straight losses for the Knights. Adam O'Brien, he's probably feeling the pressure, isn't he? Yeah, it's just getting worse each week as well. Like, they look really dejected. Um they hung in for a little while last night, but then when the Cowboys really piled on the pressure, they kind of just gave in, um, which is concerning. We saw it the last couple of weeks when they've been absolutely pounded by Melbourne and uh, and Parramatta. Um, I don't know. Like I, I said, the opposite with the Tigers, but with the Knights, I can't see much light at the end of the tunnel. No, Adam O'Brien was kind of saying in the press conferences, you get six, you know, he's like, we're getting six players. He is ever the optimist in these press conferences. He is, isn't he? He's like, we're getting six players back. I'm like, unless those six players are James Tedesco. <laughs> yeah. like, Jesus John, Christ. Uh, John <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. And that- Jared Sutton is uh, <laughs> playing for us yeah. and got the whistle. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know that chance. much is going to change. Yeah, well, who? who are the six players? Uh, we'll find that out later. Let's not put uh, your list under that pressure. Yeah, yeah I'm just trying to think off the no, top of I'm my head. I'm trying to think off the top of my head I, too. I'm, Clifford was out for this one, but they dropped him. Uh, I don't know. They've got Jaden Braley, their hooker. Gagai's going with a fractured eye. Gagai, yeah. yeah. So it's it's are they going to make be a forty point difference? No. Clune, yeah. I actually think they're, they're, these these guys. Well, 
could have been the difference in a, in a, in a performance where you're leading at half time. Ponga, it looks like he's got a bit of his groove back in regards to the way that he's playing. Yeah, a little bit. Um, will they make a difference? Yes, they will. And yeah. I do like the fact that a coach does come out and sound optimistic because the last thing when you're seven losses down is you yeah. want a coach coming out. Oh yeah. Ricky Stewart just saying, well, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. I'm over this. And you want to separate yourself from the team. Um, you know, he said there's a few young guys out there who are struggling a little bit, uh, but are finding their feet. A few guys are starting to return back to a bit of form. How long you can carry on with that, here's, I don't know. Here's their current injuries. Uh, so Mitch Barnett, Adam Clune, Tyson Frizzell, <laughs> Brody Jones, Edric Lee, Suaso Sue, Kurtman, Dane Gagai, Heimel Hunt, Jaden Braley, and a couple of sort of fringe first graders. So they have... They have got a lot of injuries. You know what? Reading that, I will cut them a bit of slack. But um, just, I don't know, for mine, some of the effort areas with the Knights. Yeah. I. The thing is, uh, what I find really funny here is where, when people start now ca- piling on Kalen Ponga for the money and the deal that he's on. And yeah. I find that so interesting because he, he's probably going to cop that if they don't do something amazing for the next five years. Yeah. If someone's coming up to you and they're willing to pay you 1.2 or 1.3, you're not going to go, no. Yeah, I know. No. It's yeah. the club. It's not yeah, the player. Yeah, yeah. And the player just seems to really cop it. Yeah. And and he's, last night I thought he was their best player. Um, yeah. he's He can't do it on his own from fullback, right? Like we spoke about halfbacks and they're in the thick of it, controlling the play and directing their forwards and, and that the, the fullback doesn't have the same ability um, to, to lead his team around the park, steer his team around the park, like, for example, in Adam Reynolds. So he can't do it on his own. He had a halves pairing last night of Phoenix Crossland and Tex Hoy. Mm. With all due respect, they're not exactly two superstars of the game. So, And Chris Randall at hooker, there, there's your spine. So Kalen Ponger is... But if he's taking up a lot of the cap for the next few years... Yeah, you're right. But do you think Do you think it's not... I mean, if I'm a, a Newcastle fan, I, I mean, are you not happy with that signing? Like, I mean, it's probably not... Not on that money, no. Not not worth no. a million bucks, okay. I, I, nothing, no disrespect to Kalen. I think him and his dad did a good good job for him. But mm. I think we've just seen Kalen be a little bit inconsistent, mm. Um, mm. probably because of injuries, and just hasn't quite lived up to the uh, the hype that everyone has set out for him, I guess, that I don't think that it is probably a good signing to hamstring your cap that much. I think that where the Knights probably ended up getting stuck, if they lose Ponga, and, and I'm a young That's young right. kid growing up in Newcastle, who am I looking forward to going and watching each weekend uh, at the Knights game? Yeah, you know, right. that they've let go a lot of people over the years. Like, they let Mitchell Pierce go. Um, they've spent big money on forwards. So they got the Clemmer, they got the Saifidi brothers, they got Frizzell. They're not big billboard guys, right? Um, so I think the Knights kind of backed themselves into a corner where it was like Ponger or nothing. I think also your idea of a marquee player, yes, performance is a large amount. It's 90%, but it is also that marketability. It is, mm. right, we've been able to lock this guy away as a guy in five <laughs> years' time who is going to take us to a flag and a premiership. Yeah. It may not going to happen overnight. Look, it probably will maybe go backwards as it is before it goes forward. Yeah. You do lose that signing. People start to look at the Knights in a different light. Um, and there is, I think, that give and take. You look at other sports when Buddy Franklin signed a 10-year, $10 million contract to come to the Swans, and you're like, there's yeah. no way in the 10th year is going to be worth 
X amount, but in regards to sponsorships and the level yep. of eyes it's going to be attracted to. But they were buying eyes in an NRL market. Yeah. You know mm, what I mean? Like okay. NRL's already in Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. It's already big. Like yeah. Buddy Franklin sort of bought, they were buying eyes. To within, a new market. Yeah. yeah. Which is fair enough. Um, look, I, I think, yeah. Maybe, I, I get what you mean though. You're right. Like, and James, you're right. Going, if you're looking at who you want to go and watch as a fan. And there's not much out there on the market. The, the Dolphins are finding that, right? Like if they lose Ponga, we've seen Reese Walsh recommit to the Warriors for now, so there isn't a marquee player to sign. So do the Knights just ride off the next year and say it's going to be a rebuild year or do they try and keep pushing forward with Ponga? I, I, I agree with J.A. I think a million bucks is too much mm. for Ponga, um, but I don't think they had any choice. I think they kind of... Yeah. Cornered themselves into having to pay that because there wasn't much else available. Like any good auction, if you've got two people going for people, you know, that you can bump you the do, price up yeah. and you pay overs. And now every player that's off contract, you got the Dolphins plus whoever yeah, else exactly. going for them. So everyone's market value this past year the has Dolphins just... Dolphins has just... Yeah, it has, up. hasn't it? Well, we're actually going to speak to Chad Townsend later in the show, the man of the moment. After the break, though, we'll be taking your calls and texts. Call 1300 01 1170, text 0457 736 736. Our texter of the day will win a Signet Boost power bank valued at $59.95. We'll take your calls and texts after the break. And then we've got Chad Townsend later in the show. Yeah, welcome back to Crunch Time. You're with James Magnuson, Steve O'Keefe. Did I just say... Magmuson? Magmuson. <laughs> oh, Everyone's just, taking the piss out of my name Just call now. him the gun. <laughs> this the is gun. My, his nickname for this always down the gun. I t- we were just talking about stopping up your name in the break and I just did it. Uh, mm. And Steve, okay, Jaleesa. That's that's the name you can stuff up. You can stuff up mine easily. Um, <laughs> we were just talking about the Cowboys and the Knights. Um, and one, one thing we didn't touch on was Todd Payton still. He's having a go at the bunker. Mm. Ricky had a go midweek as well. Yeah, doesn't what, count when you're losing. What a shock! <laughs> yeah, doesn't yeah, really yeah. count. Yeah. Bunkers fall when you lose, but when you're winning, surely it holds a bit more substance. Uh, yeah. So he's talking about in the 65th minute, there was uh, a try. It was overturned after Jer- Jeremiah Nanai collided with the Knights forward Lachlan Fitzgibbon, mm. which was ruled an obstruction. Now. This obstruction rule, so they're trying to make it black and white, right? Yeah. So if you're running through the line and you make contact. But the argument is, and I saw it even in the Bunnies game when Adam Reynolds went down. When you're making it, def- there has to be this decision. If you're making a decision as a defensive player and turn in and then make contact, that's your defensive read, right? Yeah. And I think the smarter players and guys around it now are getting the loopholes of deliberately running into the line of the guy who's trying to run at the hole and making contact. As a, as a decoy runner... you've got nowhere to go now because, like you said, the defender will step into the decoy runner and then throw themselves on the ground. So then you stop, and then when the ball gets turned back inside, you're then in the way of defensive players coming in from the side still. So you, it's like... And I I found it really frustrating last week, right? So the bunker will go back four, five, six passes right back to find some obscure thing to disallow a try. You probably remember last week... Uh, Crichton drops the ball yeah, and playing gone. the ball yeah, against yeah. the Bulldogs and they, look at it. and they score off and go, we can't look at that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, well, if we can look at some things and not the others, let's just, let's let the bunker decide on try scored mm. and I not go ha- back five. I hate technology in sport. Yeah. I just yeah. hate it. Get rid of it all. So what? I so hate no, it in cricket. So you hate it in what, TVs as well? No broadcast. I just want to sit at the game <laughs> just Eat with my little pie. program. 
and abuse the ref from there. Good on you. Exactly. <laughs> we just got a text in from Rooster Mars. It says, afternoon, everyone. Just letting you know, Jack John's arm isn't broken. He aggravated a previous injury but didn't actually re-break it. Uh, we did say he re-broke it. Good so on you, thank Rooster. You, thank you for That's actually Matthew him. John's texting yeah. in Rooster Mars. <laughs> All right, after the break, we are going to review the rest of the round. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ, ignitehq.com.au. Welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite. Are we on? What? Okay, we're we're just. We've had a little Pat's bit of Pat's just playing with you. He's messing with you. Pat is just like, just, yeah, that was that was fun. Anyway, we're in the second hour of NRL Crunch Time. It's all unraveling thanks to Ignite HQ with James Magnuson, Steve O'Keefe, Jaleesa Amps, Winner Hilux and Camper on 15th of May. Support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au. The Roosters and the Titans. Let's just listen to the highlights first before we discuss that game. Roosters versus Gold Coast. Oh, an air swing and a try. Remarkable start. Both Thurmore scores. And with their first chance, the Titans put points on the board. Kiri and now Tedesco with a chance. Licking up with Manu inside the 10. Manu, beautiful stuff. James Tedesco scores. Oh, that's classy from the tricolours. Fury at the line. Here's Tedesco working the skinny side. Oh, so, so simple. Here's Kiri. The floater now, Suwali. Too easy, the Roosters. Short side, Takayaho. Not again. Not again. Siwa Takayaho. And now the barge over. Oh, and now the Gold Coast get it. Simple try for themselves, it's Herman Essen. Spins out of the tackle and scores. That's a great start too, had the Roosters gone to sleep, he gets the ball down. We're half run, followed up by Tedesco, he's got three. James Tedesco just had the bamboozle. So last tackle, back it comes. Oh, that's a delightful pass from Sam Walker. That's a little party trick. Welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. We are looking at the Roosters and the Titans. Roosters 44 over the Titans 16. I thought this was a big game for James Tedesco. He got a hat-trick, 102 tries for Teddy. Probably had been maybe a little bit quiet in a couple of other Roosters games, maybe not the week before, but before that. And I actually had been advocating for Pappenhausen for fullback for the Blues. But has that changed? Uh, Probably. I think the incumbent always holds on if they're if they are in form. And I think, yeah. Yeah, And I think Teddy looks like, and I I think a lot of what's going on in the Roosters is nothing to do with Teddy. I think he's just not, um, not getting the ball that he needs. Teddy would have been hearing the, the talk about Pappy. And I think that's a true sign of a champion, right? When they're, um, under the pump, um, and their position in, in a representative team is in question. He bounced back in amazing fashion. I thought he was, Awesome against the Bulldogs as well last week. But this week, some of those things that he was trying just came off. Whereas last week, it looked like he was trying super hard, but not everything was coming off for him. But um, yeah, he's, he's captain and first picked for mine for, for New South Wales. First picked? Yeah, he's our captain. Um, he's led us to multiple series wins. Um, and just the performances he's put in in origin, 
are as good as any fullback ever, in my opinion. Um, so with the form he's in, with the struggling Roosters team, um, for mine, he's, he's the man. Yep, couldn't agree more. It still doesn't quite look like the Roosters have quite no. clicked would you no. say? And, yeah. And I think probably a few weeks ago we were all going, oh, well, they tend to build their seasons, blah, blah, blah. Now it yeah. actually looks like they are struggling. Yeah, well, we're, we're almost mid-season and they're still not clicking. I think they're struggling at, at, at hooker. Um, I think we've overlooked that a little bit. They lost um, Jake Friend last year, retired, and he brought a real stability to that team where they can get a little bit flighty and throw the ball around a little too much. And now you've got essentially four playmakers calling for the ball every set, yep. which is Keary, Walker, Tedesco, and Radley mm. all play a, a similar ball-paying position where they like to be at first receiver. Mm. Um, so now you've got a hooker st- standing at dummy half with four people yelling at him from each side <laughs> wanting the ball. And it often looks like that yeah. at times. It's like, do I go to Radley or do I go to Keary? Is Keary a halfback or is he a 5'8"? Yes, yeah. Do I go to Walker? And there's a lot of... Uh, confusion for mine at the Roosters right now. Teddy kind of touched on that um, a little, I think it was two weeks ago in his press conference, he was talking about Walker and um, and Kiri, that there's just a bit of confusion there mm. over who's playing what role. And I think the hard thing, Walker's been copying it um, about his size and defensively. He doesn't, he is small. He doesn't play like he is small. Like no. he, he has no hesitation yeah. at all. But there is no doubt, like I think there was a Kevin Proctor, like uh, tackled him and he lost the ball. And yeah. um, I think that he will, he's only 19 though. He will fill out a bit more. Yeah. Look, uh, you can't question his attitude. His attitude he, is. He puts his yeah. body on the line, even though it's a very small body. Um, and you're right, he's so young and he's clearly not going to ever be a robust build, but you can work through those off-seasons to put a kilo here or there. The, the only thing with the guy like Walker, his footwork and his deception and speed is a big part of his game. So you don't want to pack on yes. too much size that it slows you down and brings you back to the field and, and work away from your strengths. But honestly, I, I don't think Walker's the problem. I don't think... I think that Kiri probably hasn't filled that number seven role the way they expected him to and taken over that team. I think he's expected to be the dominant voice and Walker just chimes in around him. Yes. But a couple of times when the Dragons have been, uh, sorry, the Roosters have looked down and out, it's actually been Walker who's grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and started directing traffic. Yeah. And I think that's where the confusion arises, that Kiri has at times been a little bit quiet in those moments. I, I do think, however, that was probably their best game together yeah, in a long was, while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, you listen to Robinson, the coach, he also talks about, you know, training uh, these this teams in blocks, you know, and, and knowing that we want to produce the style of halfback that the game wants and wants to produce is going to take time, particularly yeah. when you've got these youngsters and the way they want to play. So, you know, when you've got a coach giving, sending that message down who they know they've signed on to 2028, who's going to give these kids a bit of time to learn and develop, um, that's why it's so important that guys like Tedesco, um, you know, I thought Tupau on the wing and Suali on the wing had a great game getting two tries each. That these other guys lift. You've got, you know, Joey Marnie's probably playing the best football of his career. So, you know, in saying that they're not playing their best, I think they're, they'll start finding a groove and a rhythm. And I think as a Roosters fan, that was probably, you know, their best performance so far. And I think if they build off that, it can get better and better. But they've got huge upside. Like yeah. if it ever does click, the yes. names that are in that team, you go. On paper, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Last year, I mean, without these players, they were unbelievable. Yeah. You know, at the I back end of the year. The top four, maybe fifth. 
at the end of the if year. If it hadn't been for M- Mitchell, you know, putting, you know, Marnie's face out the back of uh, <laughs> ANZ Stadium. Yeah, ANZ yeah. Stadium. I mean, they were they were they were red hot, you know, yeah, running yeah. into the final. So what, uh, what a luxury like, to have uh, your halves a bit uh, off kilter, but you've got a fullback that yeah. can just step up and run over 200 metres, score three tries and just piggyback them to a victory. Six tries down that right edge, which, I mean, you'd think about now the Titans. That's got to be concerning signs. Well, it's uh, concerning going into Magic Round 14th. I think this was their seventh loss um, on the trot. And Justin Holbrook, would he be starting to feel? He's been there three years now. That's a pretty decent amount of time to have mm. your own stamp on the side. And he has recruited his own side, what, who he, he wants. The the glaring question mark for mine is, why are they playing Jaden Campbell in reserve grade? Was he not one of their most exciting players to start the year? Yeah. And if you're saying to me, we're, we're not playing Campbell because we're going for a more defensive-focused lineup, mm. hello, <laughs> there's yeah, about a dozen yeah. other players that are uh, as poor in defense as Jaden Campbell is. I, I can't – and if, if you're talking about building a team for the future, you've got Sexton at halfback – now you've moved Brimson from the halves to fullback and just dropped Jaden Campbell altogether. That one is a, a puzzling decision for mine. He said in his post-match press conference, um, I don't know if you heard that he said there's going to be some personnel changes. So maybe that's what he's talking mm, about. There'll be some personnel changes in the coaching box if he doesn't watch out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be rough. I mean, and that's the thing is that you can't see looking at the next sort of year or so it's not like they've got anyone coming there like this is the team that they said I remember they said when I think at the preseason like we want two premierships in 10 the next 10 years yeah it was a big claim and and I don't know if, if you've heard much chat J.A. but uh the drums seem to be beating for Fafita to go yes. to Redcliffe have, have you heard much chatter oh, about I that I think that any player at the moment is is talked about with Redcliffe so yeah. it's hard to it's hard to see who sort of um, who is actually genuine and who's not. But mm. I think he said that he talks to Wayne Bennett. He, yeah, apparently he went and met with Wayne Bennett. So He's playing the centres, is he, there as well? <laughs> Herbie Farmworth, $2 million centres. That, re- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be really dis- – it would be disappointing for the Titans if he did to have paid all that money and then not really got anything out mm, of it. That, uh, he just I, – I don't know. And I, I think part of this rests on the coaching staff because – for the life of them, they cannot get the ball to David Fafita. Mm. And I know he's got to be more involved and it's an attitude for him. But it's you've just got this weapon sitting out there catching a cold at times and they, they just don't seem to use him. He's got those moments of brilliance, doesn't he? And, you know, yeah. he's out for the next three weeks. But he's the sort of bloke that can pick the ball up from dummy half and, you know, bulldoze three plays down a right edge and score these individual bits of brilliance. But yeah. where you make your money and your currency is the, is the tough carries, the hard work getting it outside your 20, yeah. building up those big carries, and yeah. then earning the right to, to play a little bit more heads up and expansive. But you know, if you're sitting back and waiting for it to happen, a guy like him is going to attract attention, three or four players. So if yeah. he's looking for it, more and more, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna drag and give guys outside him more opportunity and more space to probably yeah. play the, the football that they want to play. So I just can't see if if they had a player like Adam Reynolds at halfback, I couldn't see that same issue. No. I think a player like Reynolds gets the ball to Fafita at all costs. Stop rubbing it in, mate. <laughs> he's a gun. It's funny. Uh, it's funny you ask about like Wayne Bennett and the Dolphins and their, and all the players because it, now I've got this running joke with myself that every single player that I interview now, my last question is always. Has Wayne called you? <laughs> Are you going to the Dolphins? Yeah. 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 Oh.
I haven't had one yet. <laughs> yeah, you're in a, well, aren't you in a contract situation? Yeah, negotiation. Every, every year that goes on to my age, my contract seems to come off exponentially less. So I think, I, I think yeah, literally, I think I'm halving every year. To I told you I'd go into bat for you. Did you? Yeah, Do, like the what's, pun. What, what's your percentage of, uh, and what, what's it going to cost me for oh, you to go into just a, a chicken snitty. Is that Oh, good? wow. Yeah. Oh, sold. And I'm pretty... Uh, is that the same deal that Braith and Asta has with Cameron Munster? <laughs> Asta, her chicken I snitty? I think he's on a bit more than me. Yeah, no. Um, Sock's going to be my test case to see if I can be a player manager. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Okay, great. Go for it. Thank you. Um, uh, just some team lists. We've got the Storm and the Dragons uh, about to start. You would have to think the Storm are probably favourites on this one. Something would have to go... Seriously wrong. Mm. Uh, we've got Sims and Bird uh, in and Amon too. Tarek Sims into the front row mm. is an interesting one. And Jack Bird back to back to the second row with Amon, Talatau Amon coming in at 5'8". I like the fact that they've brought Sullivan in. We've, we've had a text in from the Port Macquarie Pearl who – I'd like to know who you are, Port Macquarie Pearl. There's chances coming from Port Macquarie that I may – I may know you, but he says, Afternoon, peeps. Great to see Jaden Sullivan getting another go off the bench. The Dragons will need every bit of spark to get even close to the storm today. He scored that try against the Tigers last week from dummy half. Um, Jaden Sullivan, exciting young player. It's just an interesting mix at the moment with the Dragons where they've got these super exciting young players, but Anthony Griffin seems to steer away from those towards some older uh, calmer heads. Um, it's a real ba- balancing act there at the moment. But, um, yeah, I think it could be a long day at the office for those Dragon players. Just uh, turning our attention to the another sport, the NBL, the grand final. Game two is underway today. Sydney Kings and the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. Kings won game one in Sydney, 95 to 78. Game two tips off at 2.30 p.m. And the coverage is live from Hobart on the SEN app. Um, from 2.30. Have you been watching anything of the NBL? No, I'm not a big basketball guy. Really? You know, one of the, yeah, one of the funniest things I, I always get, right, is uh, if I'm in a, a shopping centre or something, it happens quite often. Someone will come up to me and go, oh, you... do you play sport? And I say, yeah. They go, oh, do you play basketball? And I say, no. And they go, oh, that's a shame. You would have been a good basketball player. Ah, how funny. <laughs> I go, oh, yeah, I wish but, I had a career in basketball. Well, you can spot athletes a mile away, right? Like, yeah. Like a lot of them. I think so, yeah. yeah. It's probably just the height thing more than anything. But um, I, I get that really? all the time. Oh, <laughs> you, should, you should have played basketball. That's a shame you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, try. Wasted talent. <laughs> I've actually never played a game of basketball in my life. Jimmy Smith hadn't either, and I found this fascinating because I feel like everyone played basketball growing up. Yeah, I don't I even know if we had a, a comp in Port Macquarie. I don't think we had what? a basketball no, comp. No, you would have. I'm not what sure. It's going through a bit of a renaissance. I remember as a kid, I used to click the cards and you'd watch the NBA. NBA. You know, Was like that on free-to-air TV Dream, you on. Oh, you'd watch, yeah, you'd watch, there'd be the occasional game that would go on, but yeah. American basketball was the way forward, and a lot of it through, was through the cards, and then it sort of went through a bit of a lull, Yeah. and now a lot of people are buying those league passes where you can watch it and, you know, yeah. really invested. I'm not yeah. as much, but then the Last Dance documentary came out, and I was like, geez, that's some, that's the best yeah. doco yeah. sport that I've ever seen. Yeah. The F1 drive to survive never really had an interest in that and then you watch that and you're like oh my god like this is just a wholly completely different sport yeah. than i ever thought it was yeah um, it's i so saw fascinating. i saw they're doing a documentary for the kangaroos at the world cup yeah, at the right. end of the year they're going right. to do a, a, a drive to survive type doco where they follow them everywhere i okay. think mal gave it the clear 
Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd love to see that sort of content. Insight, isn't and it? And proper, proper personality from the players, not yeah. just straight bad answers. You know how in the, the drive to survive, those guys have probably got the biggest egos in the world mm. of anyone I've ever seen. But it makes for riveting television when they openly say how they hate their teammate and yes. they just want to beat him. And yeah. I go... Yeah. That honesty is... They sort of say that a little bit on the coverage, though. Like, you can hear them when they're sort of going back to their teams and they're like, yeah. should, should yeah. I overtake? Yeah, should I overtake? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold, <laughs> hold position. Yeah. yeah. He's like, this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like, it, there's not much team... Do you reckon you could do that as an athlete, Sock? Mm. Uh, the best example I reckon, right, is the Tour de France, where they've got a whole team of riders but they pick one guy and He's they the go, winner. Yeah. you ride for him. Do you reckon yeah. you could do that? I mean, I, I don't know. You'd ha- it's all, uh, the personality would come down to it, right? Because I think in those environments, it is about you know, creating and, and, and both us, is it Bothus who rides for Mercedes? Who's yeah, Lewis yeah. Hamilton. He's just moved this dog. year. Yeah. Bottas. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he's moved. Yeah. So he was always like, I want to be number one. Knowing yeah. full well that the team is going to do everything, not to sabotage, yeah. but make sure that he is going to get the points and yeah. almost at times sacrifice the lead to give it He'd to him. He'd sacrifice himself would, multiple times, yeah. There's 20 drivers and it's like, well, what's the point of this if I'm just going to sit here and be the, the bridesmaid instead of the bride? Yeah. Uh, so personally, no. Uh, yeah. I, and I think with my ego, I'd fit in perfectly well as well as driving. <laughs> we've, seen it so many, we've seen it a couple of times with Lando Norris. Is really, you can oh, tell he, oh, yeah. he really wants that Daniel Ricciardo. Because yeah. I think there was, I can't remember, was it in Austin maybe? Mm. I remember watching in early hours of the morning and he was like, should, should I overtake Dan? Should I overtake Dan? I was like, yeah. no, you're the number two. Well, um, from what I've seen that. from the now, start though. of this yeah. year, he's their guy now. Yes, yeah. he is. And yeah. they've got a really awkward one at Mercedes where George Russell is, beating is performing Lewis. better than Lewis. Yeah. But, but for sure he's going to be told to stand down at, at stages this season because yeah, Lewis is their of, guy. A lot of car issues. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I've been watching F, four hours worth of F1 on Netflix and now I'm an expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah Nat Norris is number one. And they're having a lot of uh, downside pressure with their front wing. Uh, I, they're going to have to change if they want to get. <laughs> so. I love watching it because I'm a bit of an insomniac and it's just on at the perfect time for when you can't sleep for right. most of them. Because it's on now, isn't it? The F1 Miami Yeah. Is on. Have you seen the track for that? Uh, yes. So they made a fake harbour. Just outside of uh, Miami, isn't no, it? It's, it's, not, like the titty, it's not the centre of town, is it? No, they... no. So they initially, when they were negotiating it, um, they had, um, they had. I'll show you a picture of it while I'm talking. But they You've got fake beaches and bars and everything. No, in there, no, no. They oh, have. I like, haven't seen it clearly. <laughs> they, they would try. They were going to do it over the harbour, and then eventually Miami was just like, no, this Too can't hard. happen. So then they made a fake, like har- like. Literally painted the cement blue. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. And it, with, with fake boats. It's, that is very, very Miami. It's very though. Miami. It's the yeah. most tacky looking thing. Yeah. Imagine the uh, the after parties in Miami for the Formula One. Well, it's already got the big names there. They've got the Beckhams and, you know, that's all part of it as well, isn't it? Yeah. The F1 does it so well that it, yeah. it's more of an event. A bit like the racing. You don't even have to watch the racing. And yeah. more sports should get amongst it. Um, yeah. where you're able to have access to go, well, I can watch the sport over here, but I'm just here in a tent having a, having a drink, catching thing. up. Yeah, um, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, there's a wicket in the cricket. Adelaide Oval do it really well with the test, the pink test. They have all the stuff set up outside, and you don't even have to watch the cricket. I could see that working for the swimming. Imagine if you put a, a drop-in pool, or even 
just for the weekend, chlorinate like a Bondi icebergs and yeah. have an event where there's a swimming race going on. And, and yeah. you watch a bit of the swimming, yeah. but it's a... You're up at icebergs. Yeah, just having it's, a, it's out, like swimming's a sport, right, where you're out in the sun. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Bora, Bora races got cancelled a few weeks back. Did anyone notice? No. no. We're all there having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, at four o'clock, you're like, oh, hang on a minute. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was no horses. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, hey, it's official. Kieran Foran signed with the Titans. So Titans have landed the marquee signer with the 22-test playmaker Kieran Foran to head to Queensland. Next yeah. season, Foran will join the Titans for 2023 and 2024. Add um, depth to the spine. Kieran brings a wealth of experience to our squad, and this will be invaluable well, not just for the halves but the whole geez, team. Yeah. A big role. He, here's a question, right? So you back Sexton. You let go of Fogarty. Sexton's our guy at halfback. Brimson's our guy at 5'8". Brimson's a rep player. He's played for Queensland. So who are you dropping when you bring foreign in? Mm. Or are you paying four hundred a k a year for foreign to be a mentor? I don't. I don't think that it's would a tough be the one case. on both sides, isn't it? And then yeah. you look at someone like Desi Hasler, who was pleading ignorance in the in his presser. But I'm like, how is it with these players that sign halfway through a season when you're playing with one team? You know, sort of liken it to the fact of, you know, you you you. you your girlfriend dumps you, but you have to live in the same roof for the next six months. It's sort of like, I, how do you, how do you, how do you yeah. just sort of, hey, don't Kieran, to, yeah. Don't want to break the lease. Yeah. 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 You can stay, but yeah. we're not going to give you too much. You're not going to sit in the team meetings because we don't give away our tactics for next season. Yeah. Uh, just sit out there, Kieran. Um, and, I yeah. was talking to Wade Graham about this during the week because he's coming off contract next year and there's some talk that maybe he'll have to be squeezed out of the um, Oh, yeah. The Sharks. Yeah, yeah, and I, I said that, yeah. I said to him, how, how do you feel about a, a trade window? And he absolutely hates it, which a lot mm. of players have actually been pushing for it because they go, well, you know, if I get injured and whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but he hate, he said he hates it. He goes, because what the, what the problem is, is that all these young players push for it because they're looking at themselves like athletes, like in the NBA. He goes, mm. we're not on millions of dollars where you can uproot your family. Mm. He's like, you know, I've got two kids. I've got a wife. Yeah. I can't uproot them and change schools overnight in a trade window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was really against it. He said, it's just not fair. Not, not fair or worth it. Yeah, Especially would... when you're not earning. I mean, what you earn in Australia is nothing compared to what sport around the world. Oh, but yeah. Jamie Bureau was a big one for that. I remember, you know, he played Origin and... Uh, 150 games, I think, for Manly. And at the end of his, he had three kids and he was at, say, 29, which, is you know, he's had a good career and probably still had more left in the tank. Mm. Manly, I think he ended up at the Knights. Knights, Knights didn't yeah. re-sign him. And then he got an offer to go to England. He's like, mate, I, how am I going to take my three kids and my wife, uproot them for, what, two years in, yeah. you know, Leeds or wherever you want to go to yeah. go and play? Um, you know, it's best that I just sort of move on with my life now. Because mm. you're right, it's not the... You know, the $1.2 million deal that you're going to get that's going to be life-changing, yeah. you're better off just staying where you are and, and figure, yeah. you know, drawing a line and in we, the sand. We so probably respect. only think of it as like, you know, the young, good-looking Ryan Pappenhausen on a million bucks a year who can just jump to another club mid-season, but we don't think about the, the fathers and the families that are behind the scenes. Oh, the average yeah. life of a footballer or even sportsman that we get talked about, I mean, it, it's glamorised, right? You open up the paper today, it's Pappenhausen on... Two, you know, million. $2 million. dollars. We've, we've got the, 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 the Turbo brothers, you know, they're all on, you know, close to a mill. The young yeah. brother's not there, but we'll get there eventually. But for every one of those, there's these other guys doing it on the $1,000 a week, mm. you know, locking contract or maybe 150 and 200 grand, which seems like a lot of money, but the average lifespan's only 40 to 50 games, which might be five seasons. And then yeah. where do you come out? You come out with chronic injuries yeah. at the back end. And I'm yeah. certainly not 
crying poor for football players because you do get a good deal compared to everyone else. But you, when you walk out that back door and it's done, the lights go out, it's really tough for a lot of these guys to then assimilate and come back into what is a normal standardised job. And the majority is, you know, when you've got over five, 600 professional players, it's it's tough for a lot of them. So well, yeah. the average career, I think, is 49 games. Mm. And it's also tough if you're not planning for the future and you don't come out with degrees or Absolutely. something yeah. else to go to. You yeah. Know, well, what do That's I something do that, that I found in swimming, right? So when I was 18, I made my first Australian team. And I basically had to make the decision, do I keep studying uh, at university or do I throw all into swimming? Because if, if you want to, I, I don't care what anyone says, if you want to be the best in the world at something, mm. you've got to be fully committed to that. I can't be swimming laps thinking about an assignment I got later yes. this week for, for uni and wanting to be the number one swimmer in the world. It yeah. doesn't, they don't so marry not, up. So possible, I had to yeah. make a choice, either it's study or it's mm. swimming. And then the same as uh, would be with a lot of these football players. If they want to be uh, a top player in, in the NRL, they mm. can't afford to be doing uni at the same time, yeah, really. Right. Not yeah. if you want to be the, the top 1%. Mate, and year, then, year nine was the toughest four years of my life. Was, <laughs> <laughs> school was really tough. Yeah. And then <laughs> it is. You get to the end of your career and you go, all right, what's my skill set? I'm a world-class athlete. Mm. All right, what job description can that get me? Is that translated yeah, to? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. an interesting Did you one. end up finishing uni at I, some point? I didn't because I, I remember when I started uni as an 18-year-old and you saw those mature age students that would sit down the front of their classroom <laughs> yeah. and stick their hand up everything. Oh, my God. Loser. I, I did, I did a law degree in Canberra and it was full of public servants that yeah. were getting their degree paid okay. for and I was just yeah. like, Stop asking questions. Yeah, yeah. Let's just fail together. Yeah. Let's just fail together. Yeah, no, I, I think I felt like by the, by the time I retired and I was 27, 28, I was like, I just had no interest at all in going back to study. Mm. I yeah. hadn't studied since I was 18. I'd had 10 years without yeah, it's, it's just, writing a single essay. What, how, how do you open a PowerPoint? How do you turn a computer? Yeah, all that sort of I stuff know, gets lost. I know, and, and it does pass you by a little bit. So you have to pivot and go, well, what are my skill sets as a result of being an elite athlete? And where can I use those in, in life after sport? And mm. for, for most of those footballers who aren't in that top echelon, they can't really use uh, that not skill set at all. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. That game is doing a lot, though, I must say. Um, speaking of Jamie Bureau, he he's now works on the other side for the Players' Union, which encourages that sort of behaviour uh, you know, for people to go and study and yeah. get a bit more of a holistic perception on life, which can be yeah. bloody hard, as you said. You, you want to put all your eggs in one basket and get everything out of it. Yeah. The downside is, which is, you know, it's not specific to... Everyone in life has issues when they change jobs and go on. It's just specific yeah. to sports people. You know, yeah. police officers, firefighters have yeah, yeah. their own problems. Um, yeah. You know, but it is it is it is quite tough in that sense. So anyway, I'm looking at big cheesies on TV at the moment. He's got blonde hair. What is blonde going on there? Oh, Can God. we? Well, yeah. after the break, we chat uh, about the cracker from Friday night, the Battle of the West. You're listening to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ, win a Hilux and a camper on the 15th of May and support your local footy club at ignitehq.com.au. From WRP to CD, off Jefferson. The parameter off life, there's been a couple. And Luai with the ball, Tago, Pedersini, tackle, kick out a kick, kick out a kicker. He's kick out it over the line for Taylor May to score. 
Kiri, Yo, Maluai, they're moving the chess pieces around, Tendell, Blick and Nivesson, Bay for the corner, well kick out. Pieces and Brown, Gutherson, nice step, great ball, great step, it's great all round for Parramatta, Madison scores it. The adrenaline shot. And then the ball is bounced. It's on for Parramatta. On to the ground. Didn't see time coming. He got it down, I guess. By his celebrations. The ball popped up. That's quite extraordinary. That's play four. They're on halfway. They'll get into Parramatta's half now. Edwards with it. If they're talking about one shot, it's got to be right there. Who's in position? Here it is. 24 minutes out. Has hit the post and has gone over the dead ball line. Yes, that is from the Eels win over the Panthers. You're with James Magnuson, Steve O'Keefe, and Jaleesa Abs. What an upset this was. I can't, I don't know what to make of the Eels. I mean, they lose to the Tigers a few weeks ago and now they're beating the Panthers. Mm, I was super impressed by the Eels. They just absorbed so much pressure throughout that game. Panthers were rushing off their line, absolutely smashing them. They couldn't get out of their own half, but they just found a way. Um, and, and like I said earlier, for mine now, they've properly thrown their hat in the ring for premiership contenders. Uh, you know, I'm I'm on the Eels train for sure. It's just hard to follow, isn't it, Julissa? Like you said, you know, they had that one-point loss to the Tigers, the Tigers at yeah, home. Yeah. And you're thinking like, geez, are they going to be a top four contender when you're losing to the Tigers, given mm. that was their first win in so long? Then they went away and they dusted the Knights, you know, 38 to 2, uh, and then get beaten again. Get pumped get by the Cowboys. Cowboys yeah. which, which was their own home game up north, which it, it didn't seem like it. There was more Cowboys fans up there than... I think the humidity had a lot to do well, with it. Well, it's yeah. hard to travel. You can't underestimate when your team's got to get on the road and go all the way up there for a home game in completely foreign conditions, which would have seemed a little bit different for the Cowboys. And then they come back and they put on what was a finals-worthy... You mm. know, performance. Dylan Brown back in the six. Defend. I think Isaiah Papali. He will probably go unnoticed, but I think he had his numbers were something incredible. 180 run meters, 48 tackles, three yep. tackle busts, yep. line breaks. Like his numbers were just outstanding. So you know that's the potential of that side. And not only mm. was it a great performance, it knocked off Penrith's. What was it? It would have been 21 20 wins. 20-something runs, wins yeah. in a row at home, yeah. Which is just, I don't think they've heard of such a win streak since the, the, the Dragons back in the the Halcyon days uh, in the you know the 60s and 70s. So, Would you say that was the game of the year so far? Mm. Well, To do it in at Panther, to do it in front of their Panthers home ground yeah. was pretty incredible. Yeah. I, I, I said it on yesterday's show, but... I think that was a good game for the Panthers to lose. Remember last year when the Storm went on that huge winning streak and they didn't lose a game until that, that major semi? Yeah, I think sometimes coming, the pressure you? just builds and builds and builds and it's almost like you're due a loss. Mm. They had Ivan Cleary miss the game due to COVID. So Cleary can go, I'm still unbeaten this year <laughs> <laughs> as a coach. I, Ivan missed because he had an infection in his knee. 
Oh, okay. So he was, so his, um, at his coach uh, press conference, when was it? Must have been Friday. He was hobbling. Yeah, okay. Because like I noticed Seraldo wasn't there either. No, I think he missed because of COVID. Okay. Um, but he was hobbling. He could barely move. Yeah. And he said he just had an injection in, but now he's actually got an infection. Ah, uh, okay. In the knee, so. Yeah. So um, not so a bad one for Panthers to lose, I think. And that'll sort of wake them up before the, the storm game this weekend. Yeah. Uh, it really was those tries um, to Madison and Dylan Brown that mm. um, sealed the win. And Dylan, there was no doubt Dylan Brown looked uh, much better back in, and the Eels looked a lot better with him back in the halves. I mm. found the criticism of Jake Arthur incredibly frustrating during the week when people were saying it was nepotism. If anything, it was the opposite. Brad Arthur was looking at that side going, I can't put Jake in the centers. He's not good enough. Yeah. So we're, I, I'm going to have to move Dylan who can do it. it wasn't, there was no nepotism there at all. That was no, I think, yeah, the, the fact that it was the, the, the coach's son just didn't help the situation, but he just didn't have enough people. And yeah, Opechek Oppech- comes out and he's straight out of the side. Yeah, and Dylan Brown at five eight, he, like he's got to stay there at all costs. He's so good at five eight. He's really come of age this year. The other one that's a funny one for me is uh, Ryan Madison coming off the bench. I think Ryan Madison is he needs to play more. Minutes. Oh, he's so good. He, he, I think he ran for over two hundred meters again on the weekend off the bench. Scored an awesome try. Um, I don't know why Brad Arthur prefers him off the bench, but I'd have a starting back row of Papali'i and, and Ryan Madison with Nathan Brown at lock. For mine, that is a first-class uh, back row. But I don't know, maybe Sean Lane's got some got some goss on Brad Arthur. He's blackmailing him or something. I don't get that selection. Jonathan Thurston had a bit to say the halftime on Nine's Friday Night Football. Let's take a listen to his spray. The knock-on that I believe down here that the referees missed. You can't let them go. Here it like is. This, here it is. Oh, goodness. No. There's two, two touch judges, a referee and a bunker. No. We cannot be missing that in big games. I'll tell you what. It cannot happen. You can understand why Brad Arthur was fuming in the yeah. tunnels at halftime. Oh, kick out. knew it, it too. Happen. You can see the look on kick out's face. <laughs> <going>. <laughs> <laughs> this is the NRL. Yeah, you tell better than too. that. It can't happen. Was that Todd Payton <laughs> or Jonathan Thurston? I mean, in the end, it didn't have much of an effect on the game. But um, yeah, I mean, it was certainly the right. Oh, one. that was a howler. Yeah. That was a howler. But but you know what? I almost rathered that they just kept playing on rather than the bunker come in three plays later and call it back. It, it let the game flow. But that was an absolute howler. But it is, and I said this, I had this comment last week, that they're just not going to be perfect, and even the bunker's not, and the expectation is that they are perfect because they do get all the, you know, the the feedback and the different looks at it. I just think you've got to drop the expectation that these are humans, even with replays, are going to make mistakes. Mm. It's it's, it's cold comfort when your team gets done, i.e. Ricky Stewart and the Raiders, you know, with with Matt Lodge going down with a, you know, basically faking it. Um, so, yeah. you know, you can understand the frustration as a punter and as a player, but it is part of the game and that's just, you just got to get on with it. You know who gets a, it seems like a free pass in the officiating world? Mm. The touch judges. Yeah. We never talk about them. No, there was a touch don't. judge. Right. There was a touch judge right there looking at that kick out thing. Yeah. And we've never even spoke about it. We went straight to, oh, who was the ref? The ref should get dropped. Who yeah. was, who was in the video ref's box? So like, the touch judges... They don't have a lot to look for, right? And so when someone drops the ball in front of you, 
it's it's a pretty big blunder. But we, yeah, I don't they know. They did we have a lot more involvement with forward passes, and then they got a couple that were dicey and wrong. And then it's almost like they just they, they just pretend. Off. Yeah, they just said, right, we're not even going to going to go there. And we're yeah. sort of like like a say a cricket euphemism, like a wicket keeper does their best job when they go unnoticed. So yeah. it's like if they're not talking about the touches, then yeah. the touches must well, be having a good game. But what we're finding at the moment is yeah. same with the Crichton one with you know, the knock on against the doggies last week. Is like they're they're two meters away. Mm. You know, I think one of the biggest roles of the touch judge, right, used to be looking at going touching goal when someone was scoring a try. Mm. Now we've got the video ref. They don't even really need to do that. Yeah. They just go, oh, I think it was a try. We'll send it upstairs anyway. So that their involvement in the game is minimal. More redundant than it's ever yeah. been, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, I, I thought that it was more on the touchy to call that knock on from Kiki but we're not really speaking about it. Hey, the New South Wales government wants to bulldoze, bulldoze Penrith Paceway to build yes. a new Penrith Stadium. I have found this whole, um, particularly the grand final um, dance around mm. moving it to Queensland, just so funny because I think Buzz Rothfield pointed out on NRL 360, mm. New South Wales government loves this chat because then next yes. year when there's election on, they can go, well, we had to put all this money into stadiums. Nobody get mad about that because we're going to lose a grand final. Yeah, Stuart is. They, 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 they actually yeah. quietly want that. You know, conversation being held out in the public arena for that mm. for that exact reason. So that what they're looking to knock over the paceway. What's the out paceway? There. That's the trotters. Yeah, trotters. trotters. It's, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So knock that over. They can then continue to play games at home whilst mm. built a new high state of the art facility that's sort of resembling what Parramatta have okay. at the moment. Um, yeah. But it's going to be that you know the cost is astronomically huge. Now you try and get that past the average citizen. Fifty million. Yeah, you know, when the stadium would cost 450. 50, so then you've got teachers who want a 2% pay rise while inflation's at 6%, but no, we can just spend 500 million on another stadium out yeah. west. So I'd say, I don't know if you're going to get that past I the think, average Joe who's. I think part of the allure of Panthers at the moment and, and that stadium, right, is that the tickets are numbered and they keep selling out. So everyone's trying to get tickets to, to the Panthers stadium. If it's bigger and there's unlimited tickets, it might not have the same urgency to, to get there. Mm. After the break, we wrap around nine chat and look ahead to the storm and dragons call one 300 text 0457 736 736. Follow crunch time on dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Time now for a double update. Joining me now is Josh. Josh, how are you? Jaleesa, always well, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. How are you doing? I'm very well, I'm very well. Now, the Crunch Time team have been hot with the multis at the moment for the double. Tell me about it. Uh, absolutely. Yesterday, he had a nice little multi, and uh, Scotty Sattler, the wizard himself, he is still alive in his multi, which is paying $18. Just needs Canelo to win today and uh, a couple of people copied him as well which is fantastic so looking all good uh, today you might have a win as well because uh, you got the storm by over 12 against the dragons the sharks by over 12 against the dragons what do you like about that i think those are two very safe bets i can't see the storm going anywhere uh too too soon i i've sort of got them now looking into the premiership i think oh how good would that be that'd be fantastic to, uh, before everyone goes <laughs> before everyone leaves to go to queensland no that's fantastic uh of course there's been plenty of great results on the app as well a guy picked a five-leg horse multi which paid 428 dollars the other day that is huge uh, a few people copying that bet as well which is a great thing about dabble jaleesa you just download it you follow your favorite experts like yourself or uh, someone like Gorilla Bets, and then you can just simply copy their bet. It is that easy. 
And, and do you do you reckon who do you, who do you reckon I should copy? Because I don't know how good my bet's going. Should I look at Sats? Yeah, definitely look at Sats. You can follow him, Sats13. So just download the, the app, follow Crunch Time NRL. Go on, have a dabble, dabble socially and gamble responsibly. Thanks so much, Lisa. Thanks, Josh. Enjoying Crunch Time banter? Check out Dabble Banter channels and copy Crunch Time bets. Go on, have a dabble, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. We're here with James Magnus and Steve O'Keefe and Jaleesa after just yelling at our producer, Brooksy, who does a great job, but not yeah. just then. Let's wrap it up. Raiders and the Bulldogs, the Apps Magnuson Cup. Uh, Do you like how I put my, my name first? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can when you win it. Mm. Yeah. How good was this? We're back. Oh man, it's so it's so hard being a Bulldogs fan. Like I'm a huge oh, NRL supporter, and I get so excited for the season, and then you just sit there watching it, and it's a little deflating. Like you know, I still obviously love watching the Bulldogs, but I get more excited about watching like the Panthers Eels game because it's a high quality yeah, football I, game. Yes, the the Bulldogs Raiders game. You know, no offense to either team, but it was just a bludger of a game as well. Like yeah. they weren't stringing together passes, drop ball, nah. penalties. It's just poor. Oh, I just, I, I think poor back with to the Raiders it. win though. You know, that's, yeah. that's the most important Let's thing. Let's go Raiders. Yeah, I think back to the early two thousands of the Dogs of War, and I just think, oh, get me back there. We we have a lot to discuss about this game, but we've got to throw we? to a break. Wait, oh, we've, got, <laughs> we've got the next hour and a bit, so we are going to take oh. a break. Though after the break, we will. Gear up for the Storm and Dragons as well, but you can call 1300 01 1170, text 0457 736 736. Um, a little bit of the message has been this week is not to forget about the other side of the ball. So, um, yeah, we've done a fair bit on our defence uh, this week. We, I didn't think, especially the first half last week, didn't think our defence was that good. So um, we've done a little bit of polishing up there and hopefully uh, you know, we can be as good defensively as been you know, with the ball the last few weeks. But, you know, hopefully you know, when the going gets tough out there today, and um, it, it will at stages, hopefully uh, you know, they can put in just a little bit more for, for Ken and Nash. Yeah, they're a very f- physical side. Um, you know, you know <laughs> you're playing the game of footy, you know, playing against them. So uh, with their defences, you know, really physical, they're, they're quite quick off the line. Um, so I think that's been a real strong part of it. I think... Um, as I think I said yesterday, I think you know, Ben Hunt's pl- probably playing as well as I've ever seen him play. You know, I've always been a admirer of Ben Hunt. He's a great competitor. Um, but like I say, the footy he's playing at the moment, uh, I think that's as, this is as good as he's ever played. Welcome back to Crunch Time. We are gearing up for Storm and Dragons. Thanks to Dometic, make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go collection. Just pack, stack and go Storm and the Dragons. I've seen Cheese has got some bleached hair. Can mm. I just say to any NRL player, I know they go through a bit of a phase. I think Corey Norman sort of started it, bleaching their hair. Get the purple shampoo because next week if it's yellow, yellow. I yeah. hate looking at it. I used to have the blonde tips did you? 10 years ago and yeah. the purple really just kept 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 the vibrancy and the light in it. So I'll, I'll vindicate that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did the carpet match the drapes? Oh, uh. my. Storm, Storm, have a chance. We have a dumb part. No, no one's shown me where that is. Storm, have a chance to move into the first on the ladder. Dragons have won three straight games. We probably see it going away of the Storm, though, right? Yeah, definitely. I think it's so funny, Bellamy, trying to wrap the opposition. 
mate, you're going to pound them. Yeah. Like, be yeah. honest. I want Another 50. I want a coach just to come out one day and go, yeah, this is going to be a walkover. Yeah, this will be Wait, easy. <laughs> easy. I'm actually not going to turn up. Didn't work for Ivan, though, did it? No. <laughs> After the break, we look at the rest of the round. Call 1300-01-1170. Welcome back to Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ, winner Hilux and Camper on 15th of May and support your local footy club. Visit Ignite hq.com.au with your with James Magnuson, Steve O'Keefe and Jaleesa Apps. After crunch time, it's coverage of Sharks and Warriors. You'd have to think the Sharks are also going to... Specials. Yeah. 13 plus specials. Well, that's because you've bet on them. So yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> so that's after Wheeling crunch time. Them on. After crunch time at 3pm, Mark Rabel, Gary Belcher, Scott Sattler with the call. Storm and Dragons has just kicked off from McDonald Jones Stadium. We'll give you the updates throughout the show catch all the action on ko sports they had a nice little mother's day banner up there down in melbourne mm. yeah uh also nelson asofa solomona's 150th kenny bromish 200 yeah yeah did nelson, you see the hucker big, that they did for yeah. nelson I yeah think? yeah i mean that was quite touching wasn't it yeah i'm also, always moved by it also brooks you stitched me up i thought that was wrong it was mcdonald it said mcdonald stone stadium in front of me i thought that, that looks like Amy Park, but, uh, yeah, it's actually Amy Good Park. Um, but we've got Chad Townsend on the line, uh, his 200th game. Chad, are you there? Yes, how are you going, guys? Good. How are you? Congratulations on such a milestone. Yeah, thanks very much. It was, um, you know, it was great. It was uh, awesome to have, obviously, the family there as well. Um, you know, when you start out playing, I guess you don't really focus too much on milestones, but I guess it's a great way to sort of, you know, reflect on the journey and what it's taken um, to get to where you are and the people you meet and, uh, you know, the experience you've had. So I'm, I'm very grateful for, um, you know, my career so far and looking forward to, to what's to come in the future. Chad, you've got to be an early favourite at this stage for signing of the year. Uh, it's, it's like you've been a 30-point difference to the Cowboys this season. What, what do you do around training, do you reckon, that helps those around you, particularly in the spine, a young guy like Tom Dearden who's come of age with with you inside him this year? Yeah, look, I don't, um, you know, I don't want to read into that stuff too early, to be honest. You know, obviously people are sort of speaking about the way we're playing and obviously, you know, with the with the season, it's a, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. So, you know, we're kind of keeping the lid on a few things, but in terms of, you know, what I've, you know, tried to bring into to the team, it's definitely just a bit of a calm head and, and just try and teach some of the guys, especially in our spine, um, you know, what's required in certain situations. So, you know, Tom and I have spent a, a lot of time together throughout the off the preseason, sorry, and, and obviously playing together, just building our combination. But, you know, constantly just making sure that we're in communication and on the same page with, with our attack and where we want to get to on the field and the type of plays and executing the game plan because, you know, I've always felt like I'm the link between the coach and the team and, and just trying to teach that and, um, you know, put us in positions to to where, you know, our outside backs can, can score some tries and, and Tom Drinky and Hammer can, uh, you know, do the rest and be that X factor. How do you find playing under Todd Payton? I know there was all that talk about him and the relationship with Jason Tamalalo. And I remember he said a few weeks ago, he said, as soon as we start winning, that'll all stop. And it did all stop. How do you find him? Yeah, look, I, I find Toddy great. You know, obviously a lot of people probably see his press conferences and see he doesn't give too much away. But, um, you know, Todd's been great. He's been really welcoming to myself, uh, been really open to some of my ideas and the way that, you know, I really like to play. And, um, you know, he, he's been there before as a player, so he knows what it's like. He knows the pressures of being a player, preparing as a player. 
But also, you know, you guys probably don't see, he's actually a little bit of a joker as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's, he does toss up a fair few smiles throughout the week. And obviously, you know, we have been winning lately. So um, that probably, he's probably getting a bit more sleep at the moment too. But, um, you know, I've really enjoyed my time under, under him for sure. Uh, mate, uh, Steve O'Keefe here. I just wanted to congratulate you firstly on your performances this year and a, a, a great 11-year career so far. But nothing must top, mate, Mother's Day for you. You've got three beautiful kids. Uh, what does Mother's Day look like for you, mate, at home? Yeah, thanks, Steve. I appreciate that. Yeah, for us, we um, had a little bit of a sleep in. Kids came in the room this morning and um, yeah, got a, a big card and a um, nice bunch of flowers for the wifey this morning and then... We've got a, actually got an 8 a.m. Uh, dinner tonight, so we've got a sort of a long turnaround next week for Magic Round. So for us, it's just been hanging at home together and uh, spending some time with the kids. And then tonight we've got a babysitter come around. So we, my wife and I, uh, we rarely get to go out and spend some time one on one. So uh, tonight yeah, we we'll go out for a nice dinner and, and enjoy some time together. We've come a long way, mate. I'm just looking at your player profile here. Your first job was a letterbox drop, mate. So you, you, were, the, you were the reason that my uh, old letterbox out at Valor Avenue in Richmond was filled up with a bunch of junk, was it? it was, full, uh, yeah, full of junk mail. Or did, <laughs> or did you used to do, do what I used to do and just grab the bag full of uh, post-drop stuff and just drop it in the river? You didn't do that, did yeah. you? you? You made sure they're all delivered? Yeah, I did try and make sure it all lived. Last, <laughs> I probably lasted about a week. <laughs> hey, Chad, it also sounds, it says here, as a kid, uh, you what you wanted to be when you were older was an NRL player. So you're obviously very goal-orientated. I'm wondering, after 200 games, what's the next goal? Yeah, look, for me, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I've always thought this year just to bring some consistency, especially... You know, back into my, my my performances and my training, and obviously, you know, last year I came off a pretty bad shoulder injury where I sort of hampered me for the back end of the year. I changed clubs mid-season, so you know, I faced some adversity last year. And I knew it was it was a big year for me, so you know, I don't want to get too far ahead in terms of too many goals. Obviously, you know, the finals is what our expectations are. And I think every team aims to make the finals, and um, I guess you can call your season a failure if you don't make the finals. So. Look, we want to we want to make the top eight, but also we just want to be consistent, and um, that's that goes from training to every single day to your habits to your routine. Um, you know, you're an NRL player 24/7, so just try and make those consistent decisions, and um, yeah, just be consistent with everything. Chad, I reckon the best one here on your player profile is your favorite <laughs> yeah. fa- favorite TV or movie character, Vinny Chase from Entourage. <laughs> Mate, is that not the best show ever made, ever? Bar yeah, none. Yeah. James, yeah, definitely. I, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Entourage. Actually, when I got COVID, like just after Christmas, I rewatched the whole Entourage in like a week in isolation. So it holds um, up, doesn't it? It holds up with time. Yeah, it, yeah, it was great. I just love the crew. I love they're all our like, best mates. They've all got a role, like you know, dramas, you know, the, the cook and Turtles, the driver, and um, <laughs> it's one of my favorite TV shows. So um, yeah, if, big big fan. <laughs> if there was an Entourage show about the North Queensland Cowboys, who's Vinny Chase? Who's the who's the oh, superstar? Man, it'd probably be Val Holmes, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. He's Val got the look. Yeah, Val would be in there. Who's Johnny Drama put, then? Um, oh man, maybe uh, Drinkwater or Robinson. <laughs> you, you've, got, you've got Turtle wrapped up, I reckon. Don't you? <laughs> Surely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jay. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it'd be fun. 
Just looking ahead of the next couple of weeks, you've got uh, your take on the West Tigers, so obviously grab a win there. But let's look at the next one after that, the Storm. Uh, how much are you looking forward to that game? I mean, that'll really sort of test where you're at, won't it? Yeah, definitely. Look, you know, uh, you know, we don't underestimate the Tigers either. Obviously, you know, they're going to be starting to get a little bit desperate for us. We're actually last game of Magic Round next weekend. Mm. So, um, you know, probably a big weekend. Don't really want to play the game before our game. So, um, but yeah, you, you know, the, the following two weeks, we actually have the Storm and Panthers back to back. So that for us is going to be a real test and a real challenge because those guys, you know, they're, they're premiership heavyweights, they're constantly there in the top four year after year at the moment so um that's going to be a real test to see where we're at and, you know looking forward to to the challenge for sure as a an nfl fan chad what do you think about the browns new signing their new quarterback Deshaun watson you excited about that one yeah look uh jane i am i am excited like probably not over excited in terms of um how I thought I'd usually be. Obviously, he's a really talented player, but obviously there's a, a few things to still to go on in the background. But, um, you know, hopefully you can sort of uh, put everything behind him and get on the field and bring some success. I'm a massive NFL fan. I love it. I play fantasy uh, with, in a few leagues. So, um, yeah, I'm excited because when he was playing, he was, you know, an absolute superstar. So I love my Cleveland Browns, that's have for you, sure. Have you picked yourself up in your own fantasy rugby league team, mate? Super coach? If you nah. think you're reasonably priced there, <laughs> do you? Or? You're expensive now. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't actually play it. I hear a lot of fans, obviously, saying to me, oh, I'll pick you in my fantasy league. And, um, <laughs> but I've never, I don't even know if we're allowed to play. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never played it. Um, but, um, yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun and obviously pretty similar to, mate, to the fantasy, I know. Yeah, so we'll you're see. You're scoring a lot of points, mate, which is good. Well, last question <laughs> for me, mate. You're going out for dinner tonight. Your player profile says you love breakfast, which is underrated in coffee. I hope you're not taking the missus out for bacon and eggs and coffee Some tonight, pancakes. are you? Or what's it? What's, what's dinner going to look like tonight? Yeah, no, nah, we're going to a fine dining tonight. Like Ooh. I said, you know, we, we, um, we don't get out too often. The missus and I are one-on-one time, obviously, with, with our three children, so... You know, when we do, we do make the most of it and, and have a good time. It's just the same as we ever, if we ever go to the movies as well, we don't just go to the normal movies. We always make sure we go to gold class because, you know, we go once a year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're going to try and make it a, a special occasion. For oh, Mac, Mac is into gold class, mate. Bloody classy. Look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Chad. Pass on our happy Mother's Day to your lovely wife, Marissa, too, and thank her for uh, giving time out of her day, too, for you to come on. So thank you so much. No, too easy, guys. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. There he is, Chad Townsend. This is Crunch Time, brought to you by, uh, not Izuzu. It's pretty Izuzu, wasn't it? Izuzu. What is it? The Hilux now. I was just giving them a a bit of a um, free plug plug up there. That's that's all good. Uh, Izuzu, there's a free one on us. Come sponsor us again. (laughs) After the break, we'll wrap up the rest of the round nine. Call 1300-011-70. Text 0457-736-736. Here comes Elliot Whitehead. Elliot Whitehead! There you go, Canberra. No video required for this one. That was just the charging... Oh, Frawley's gone through. Frawley's gone through. Dummies to the fullback. Matt Frawley has cut them to pieces. Duffy went for the intercept. Frawley was too smart. He goes under the post. And Canberra, eight. Kick to come. Canterbury nil. Eight and a half minutes remaining in the first half. Deep to Flanagan. Leaks up with Burton. Matty Burton. Impossible to stop from there. He claims the try. And Matt Burton just like that. 
just like he's trying the grand final. He gets them back in the game. Canterbury score. Around, get the pass out wide to Pangai Jr. To be the Pangai Jr. Can oh. he stop from there? He can. Rapping it down below is a terrific tackle. Canberra will escape. They deflect it. Welcome back to Crunch Time with James Magnuson, Steve O'Keefe, and Jaleesa Apps. We have the Apps Magnuson Cup, the Bulldogs, and the Raiders. How good was that? <laughs> I'm surprised we got more than 20 seconds worth of highlights out of that game. It was a plunger. <laughs> you didn't love it, did you? Oh, I didn't love it. Even I'm very as disappointed. A, would you have loved it? Because I loved it a little bit more because the mm. Raiders won. Would you have loved it a little bit more? I would have loved it if they won. Um, any win's a win. But just the style of football that those two teams play is Scrappy. not the most exciting, is no. it? Yeah. It makes it hard as a fan. But look, at least... Mount Vesuvius, which is Ricky Fo- Ricky Stewart's forehead, didn't blow off. You know, he gets those veins going in his forehead. He looks so angry sometimes. I'm like, this guy's gonna blow. He's was, gonna blow. It was a it was a good week for Ricky, except for the fact that Jared Croker has hurt his shoulder. This was really it, he was finally had returned. I think every Raiders fan had been waiting for this. Um, he'd been playing in reserve grade after a couple of injuries, most notably lately his knee had had a bit of treatment on that uh, and finally made his return to first grade. I thought he was really good, saved a try, mm. and then in the process of saving, trying to save another one, did his shoulder um, and is waiting for scans to see what that is. He's 31 years old and you could say his body hasn't been great over the past 18 months to two years, and I just felt everyone's hearts break in Canberra. It's just so disappointing to see. Hopefully he goes through the rehab, but you can understand if he just decided that that was a bit too much. Yeah, poor fella. What's Sebastian Chris done to piss off Ricky Stewart? I agree. He was like a consistent first grader last year, quite good, and they've played everyone in in the town at centre rather than Sebastian Chris. They're Mm. pulling blokes from... Lake Burley Griffin Crocodiles <laughs> to play in the centres. And this poor, they can't get a run. I don't know what's going on there. He must, I don't know if it's a, an attitude thing at training. Or, I'm not sure, but surely I now. I thought he was actually the best centre last year for the Raiders. I agree. And they've been playing Valamai at centre, who is a, a fringe winger at best. Um, I don't know. But Ricky does get a little bit funky with his team choices sometimes. He's one of those coaches. Anthony Griffin's another one. I often look at his team sheet and go, what are you thinking with some of those selections? But Chris, it was good to see him back, though, um, off the bench um, against the Bulldogs. That was uh, maybe he is going to eventually make his way into that starting side. Surely he's got to now with Croker out. Well, yeah, you'd think so. Um, but, yeah, it just – I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit of a biased Raiders fan, but I yeah, feel you like – Yeah, are. Yep. <laughs> I did, did bring the scarf in. I yeah. did. I did have James. I had James in the green machine scarf earlier, and then he was like, "Oh, it's too hot in here." Meanwhile, like I'm in literally a coat, um, socks in, like a yeah, jumper. socks in a hoodie as well. Yeah, we're, we're cold. You looked a bit cold. I think you can put it back on. Um, but I think Jared Krog is also one of those blokes that seems to transcend um, Raiders fans into the rest of the NRL and people just like him as a good bloke. I, yeah, I feel like everyone was so excited to have him back. He's really well spoken. He's never put a foot wrong off the field. A good person does a lot of charity work and things like that. Yeah, remember. it's super disappointing for him. Um, depending on what it, on what it is, a, a dislocated shoulder is not a season ender. 
if that's what it was. It looked like a dislocated shoulder. I reckon he can come back from that. I think it looked the pain that he was looking like he was in. I thought that has to be dislocated, right? Yeah, um, and it, and it and wasn't they, sort of that instant pain. Then it went away. No, it seemed to be staying with him, which yeah. kind of indicates that it's it's, it's out, out of the joint. To do, yeah. It only yeah. really faded a little bit when he got the green whistle. As soon as I saw that green whistle, I went, "Oh, this yeah, is that a can't be." Yeah. yeah. Then he started break dancing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. It's time to hit the moose heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, a long recovery, shoulder injuries. Have you ever had one through some year? Have yeah, a shoulder Rico. Right. Yeah, yeah so still they... probably still not right. Yeah, to today. Yeah. Um, you just don't. Did it ever come out? No, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't a structural thing. I I tore my um my what did I tear? Latissimus. Uh, no. one of those. One of those muscle. big. Uh, one of those looking at your arms, they're all pretty big on your arms. <laughs> yeah. one, of, one of the even was, bigger ones. Actually, <laughs> funny, funny story on that, right? So, um, so my my girlfriend's dad was the head physio yeah. for the swim team, and I had to get this this shoulder reconstruction. Uh, my subscap tendon, that's what it was. My subscap uh, tendon tore off. That was my next guess. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, the old subscap. <laughs> because yeah. because he was the Australian team physio, he came into the surgery w- with me to see what they were doing, so he could work on the rehab plan really? for, for the swim team and everything. It's a bit daunting. So as they as they give me the you know the sleeping drugs, whatever, the last thing I see before I go to sleep is him going, Father giving me the thumbs up. Oh. <laughs> and then he, he he said, right, so Bruce. it's it's someone's job in the operating theatre to stand there. And hold my pec back while they oh. operate. So he said one wow. guy was standing there with a big disgusting. vice holding back the pec while the other surgeon was in there doing his thing. And he he's shown me all, he's he's taking photos on his iPhone why? and stuff why? while he's why? in there to yeah. show me. That's just not part <laughs> did of the you, healing did process. Did you have a look at the photos? Yeah, I've, I've had a look at the photos. My yeah. uh, my partner's shoulder comes in and out all the time. Yeah, right. He, his just pops. old sports just injury got, or just yeah, just yeah. Loose, loose. Yeah, and his just pops in and out. And actually, one so last year it popped out, and I fell asleep on the couch watching IPL. Yeah, and um, he was in, asleep in the bedroom like a normal person, and he was screaming. <laughs> And I couldn't hear because I was just fast asleep. He was screaming oh, wow. for me. And he was like, because normally it just goes straight back in. He rolled out of bed, did he? Should I ask just, what he was doing in the bedroom? Yeah, I, I, I chose not to ask, but it got so He was actually like coming. He was in a hot sweat when you walked in. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was, yeah. Uh, I chose not to ask these questions, James. But yes. he, when I went in, Put it he, back in. He, acted like he was coming What about in, his shoulder? He, <laughs> oh, he Jeez. was coming in and out of consciousness because he was in that much pain. I ended, really? up, I ended up calling the ambulance and like they came in at literally three o'clock in the morning and they're like, what's happened here? And I'm like, Look, I, I literally don't know. <laughs> no I was idea, watching yeah. IPL yeah. on the couch wow. and they were like, this Poor doesn't guy. feel like a real story. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't happen naturally, does yeah. it? Yeah. No, but it's he. It's a fair bit of trauma. It just fell, he just comes in and out. It just, Some I don't know. push-ups in the bedroom, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Oh, well. Well, let's hope his recovery is a bit better than your partner's. Yeah. 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 Um, but the Bulldogs, I actually tipped them. James, I thought mm. that this was going to be a game, even though I, I often do this, I tip against the Raiders, so I want to feel a little win, bit of win. joy either way. Do you yeah. reckon, here's a little one to think about, right? So, so Gus comes in and it's all over the media last week. Gus comes into training, puts the magic dust on the Bulldogs and they beat the Roosters. Mm. But he's got nothing to lose there, right? If the Bulldogs get beat by the Roosters, nobody cares. No. Nah. Gus was very quiet this week going into the Raiders game because mm. the Bulldogs, they're not expected to win, but they're, they're in with a hot chance, right? Do you reckon Gus is a little bit selective with where and when he makes his presence felt? Uh, 
Like, like I, poor Trent cops that one on his own this week, right? But mm. when they beat the Roosters last week, we're all going all hail Gus. I don't know. I mean, I, I sat out of Bulldogs training de- very deliberately uh, on Wednesday, I think it was, mm. to um, to see if Gus turned up. Um, I think he's smart enough not to turn up while we've got a camera there. Yeah, okay. uh, Because that's obviously the shot that we want. But I was just curious to see that if he uh, had turned was turned up or not. But um, No show? No, but I, I had to leave to go to the Sharks. So maybe he did come at the end. Mm. Um, but I sat there for a fair while and he wasn't there. Um, but You'd um, rather watch Trent running around with the whistle than Gus, wouldn't you? Mm. What do you say? Gus was in his jeans out in the field reliving the... The glory, glory days, days of the eighties. Big puffer with the chocolate soldiers <laughs> jacket on out you there know, in the some, oak. Something that happened out there though that I found quite funny was um Tavita Pangai Jr. played a bit of a joke. They were sort of all doing their warm up. I saw that on their, your Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So they were doing their sprints and he just went down really dramatically and everyone like normally training, everyone's like yelling and constantly and blah blah blah. You could hear a pin drop. Everyone was looking and I was looking like, oh my goodness, this is horrible. Mm. And then all of a sudden he got up and he did the um, the Josh Adokar laugh and he went, ah, got him. <laughs> <laughs> and I just saw Trent Barrett's soul leave his oh, body. Oh, <laughs> just... Trent. Can you imagine if, if a hamstring that size snapped, it'd sound like a gunshot yeah. going off. Yeah. How big is he in person? Huge. Tavita. Huge. Yeah, yeah. He's just one of those people where you look and you're like, yeah, you're. It's like unworldly, isn't it? Yeah. Even through TV, you look at his arms and legs. You go, how does someone get to that size and still be able to run around yeah. a football field? Yeah, it is quite interesting. The one, the ones up close, like a pain house up close. You're just like, you are. He's a man mountain, scary isn't he? dude. He's like should be in Lord of the. What, what's that show that the. the Lord Dragons. of the Rings. No, not that one. The other one that everyone Game watches. of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's Well, like... he may be scary, but it didn't stop Albert Kelly from stepping on his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's obviously not that scary. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'd be stepping on his shoes. I he's wouldn't a, step on his a, shoes. Yeah. A... Sorry, Mr. Hass. But yeah. even someone like Jared Weir Hargraves, he has such a big chest. Big presence. Like, yeah, right. Big, yeah. Like, Thick chest. Spend a bit of time on the bench like press. Sam Walker, who's what sixty kilos, ringing, having to tackle these blokes. Yeah, I'm week pretty, in, week out. Yeah, I feel yeah. bigger than Sam Walker. I don't like to stand near him. Yeah, I can hear you. Now we're looking at the the screen up here. Is this a Melbourne try? It's. I think that Ooh. will be called back as a knock on from mm, Munster. Hard uh, to say. It's Big Nelson that's gone over and he's one fiftieth. Reckon he's got that, ah, nothing he's wrong with the anyway, I reckon. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to call it a try. All right. Does anyone see? I'm going to go the Todd Payton favors the you know the bunker favors the. No nope. <laughs> See, see, Toddy, it doesn't always come off. You wouldn't want to upset Big Nelson after that footage of him in Bali, wasn't that some of the oh, scariest that's stuff you've ever seen? I yeah. about that. Throwing bombs. Yeah, it's Big Nelson. It's a long off season for some of these blokes, isn't it? <laughs> he yeah. should. He's, has he ever been spoken about jumping in the boxing ring? I think that's where they all end up. We're talking about yeah. before. What do you do at the end of your career? Where well, you go? Well, I'm trained. I'm fit. I'm six foot five and built like a. And I've only got partial CTE. Let's do wall. the full job. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Let's let's get it <laughs> let's done. Let's finish get, this let's off. Get paid for it. Yeah, um, yeah. Gallon's yeah. I think Gallon's fighting for the Australian heavyweight title yes, this he week. Yeah, uh, up in Wednesday. Newcastle. Yeah, so it's, it's it's actually a great card, isn't it? Mm. Like a bit of a renaissance now of of, of, it's good, of boxing isn't it? that you it's can good. now have. You know, there's talk of Gallon and Jake Paul. Uh, sorry, Sonny Bill and Jake Paul oh, fighting. Is it? it's, see that chat? I'm like, Jake Paul could literally fight all these people in America then be paid well, so yeah. much more money. It, it, Americans don't care about but Sonny he Bill. Won't, but he won't. But the classic thing that he's doing is he's getting eyes on from Australia now that are now interested yeah. in Jake yeah. Paul, which is True. the interesting part. But in, still in saying that, 
you know, if anything, you can wipe the floor with him and then garner some respect from there and do it. Why wouldn't you? And I love yeah. the fact that now you've got these sort of semi-professional or professional boxers now having these fights. Yeah. A bit like UFC style where it's I'm, not just about the, the top-ranked fighters. It's people who you just want to see get in the ring. And I'm thinking about calling out Michael Phelps. Oh, let's throw down. Is this yeah. what we've just heard it here first? <laughs> I Jeez. would love to see that. Yeah, that'd be you, pretty interesting. Are those teeth veneers, though, they're, yeah, they're, they are. The missile. Get these you, have to, out. you might have to, get, <laughs> have to take them out first, mate. No, I'll, I'll, I'll back myself to come out without a glove laid on me against Phelps here. You reckon? Yeah. yeah. Oh, reckon, well, let's record this and send and that and over there. Are you, uh, are you mates with him? Would you, can you? Um... Not close, mates. I, I know him. I know him. Um, Who would you fight, Sog? Oh, jeez. More Lutheran. Who's oh. another? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's a couple of spears? Stuart, Stuart McGill's Stuart looking McGill. for a bit of money at the issue, moment. The issue is I, I got on the scales the other day and I'm 175 centimetres tall and I was 91 kilos. Uh, and that puts me Looking into the uh, heavyweight. ultra ultra heavyweight, super boxes. heavyweight. So, yeah, <laughs> so I'm literally up against Butterbean at 175. <laughs> so whoever I'm fighting is not going to last too long unless I can maybe drop 15 kilos. Ooh, okay, well we are going to uh, chat about the rest of the round after the break, and also keep you up to date <laughs> with the Melbourne and St George game up here, the NBL Grand Final, also Game Two, Sydney and the Jack Jumpers. Kings took game one. They're looking to get an early 2-0 lead in the series, but they've actually lost their best player, and it is in Tasmania. It w- it's tips off in a couple of minutes. You can catch all the coverage right now on the SEN app, or we will also bring it to you. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. You're with James Magnus and Steve O'Keefe and Jaleesa Apps. Uh, James is actually just... Trying to fight our panel operator, Pat. Um, oh, well, so we're talking about celebrity fights, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just arguing about this first Ryan Pappenhausen try. Well, so let's the storm have gone over. Hughes for Pappenhausen. He's so good, isn't he? Pappenhausen gets there. He told his teammates it was cool. We'll get the ball back and I'll do the damage this time. Ryan Pappenhausen this venue, Amy Park, he's done it again. Do you reckon Pappenhausen actually said, it's cool, we'll get the ball back? <laughs> A little bit of hyperbole. Who's that? Is that Brenton Speed? He gets after it, doesn't he? Or have you ever noticed when you listen to Vossi, everything is the, the best ever? That's the best try I've ever seen. Yeah. He's the fastest guy I've ever seen. Like Bossy in the hyperbole, he's all over it. <laughs> Nelson Asafa Solomona is the biggest human in the world. I back that. <laughs> and then you have to turn it down 10, 10 decibels when Michael Ennis is on because all he does is he just yell yelling. into the mic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I reckon that the, the I, callers... I love how, you know, this has naturally evolved into celebrity fights. Now we're yeah, now I'm pick... starting to pick people yeah. out. Yeah. I'm going to keep them out shut. How do you reckon you'd go against Michael Ennis? No song? good. <laughs> I'm, yeah, that's a good one. A wet that's paper a good bag. Matchup. No yeah. good. I like that. Michael like Ennis and Sock. I reckon Sock would get in the ring and just be like trying to talk them around. Yeah. yeah. Let's just sit down. We don't have to do You're this. Yeah, like, we can hey, sort this out Michael, diplomatically. Like, yeah. yeah, you don't need to do this. I reckon yeah. he might have a glaze over in him. Do you have a glaze over? Like the rage blackout? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, let's, let's not go. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, now he's scored in 10 straight, Pappenhausen. Well, that's why the papers said he's a $2 million man. All, mm. all the, they reckon that all the sponsorships 
plus his uh, plus his salary at the Storm there is going to make him the first $2 million man in the NRL. So that's with all the endorsements and the third-party deals yeah. that not to do with do, the club. Do you reckon, so I saw some footage, it must have been in the preview for this game when, when, when he was a bit younger and he didn't have the mullet. Do you reckon the mullet has helped his commerciality, like made, made him more renowned just because now you, as soon as you see that mullet flashing past on the screen, you know it's Pappenhausen. Probably to kids, yeah. You know, yeah. You, do you notice a lot of kids now have mullets? Yeah. And it, that is 100% come from NRL players. Oh, yeah. yeah. NRL, AFL, they've all got this thing, this yeah. idea of shaving the sides and, then yeah. the, and it's all how cool you well, can do it. My girlfriend was trying for ages to get me to grow a mullet. And really? I was like, I wouldn't suit a mullet. I'm not a mullet oh, guy. And she's like, could. oh, I like the mullet. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just I don't know that you can pull off a mullet. I know I, I couldn't. I definitely couldn't. I don't think I've got a thick enough well, hair for a starter. It's working for Pappenhaus and Christian Nicolucci. Oh. As we say that, Pappy's oh, down. No. He's always down with that ankle. No knees no, at this time. Oh. Oh, we may have jinxed him here. Oh, dear. I'd be signed could put pen to paper already, has he? Uh, yeah, he has. It doesn't look looks, like a look, great one. He no. is in a little bit of distress. It's medial, doesn't it, when you yeah. grab a knee like that? Mm. Oh, look, Bellamy, look. Oh. He's in a lot of pain, yeah. He is. But as uh, we'll wait for the famous mullet to recover. Hopefully he's all right. He's just he's come down and just fallen awkwardly on his right knee. Yeah. Oh. So he's got to push into. He's been pushed into touch, and that looks like where the injury may have occurred. Hopefully it's just a bit of bruising or a bit of bad knee contact. But he still does look in a lot of pain. Big so Blake Laurie's rolled through and thrown his 150 kilos in that tackle and. Sent him flying, hasn't he? Kilo p- big puppy. Uh, I mean, the good thing. Uh, sorry, just going back to his being the two million dollar. I mean, the good thing is when you're in Melbourne too. There's limited um, amount of third party sponsors to be able. Like they're not looking at so many different teams like they are. Yeah, so, yeah, less competition for yeah, eyeballs lot, down there. He's, pro- he's probably in terms of NRL. He's a big fish. Mm. In a little pond down well, there in Melbourne. So some of his endorsements include, and this was a report by Christian Nicolucci, which add up to about $500,000 a year annually, include Adidas, F45, watch brand right. Tissot, DoorDash. DoorDash. Yeah, I've seen him on the ads for that, actually. And Greyhound Racing, New South Wales. Um, so, mm. But, I mean, how good is that to be a player that can get the money that you want in a team that's going to give you the success that you want yeah, and also be able to rake in that extra, you know, cool half a million dollars. And as he says, quite rightly, why would he want to go anywhere else where I can get all the money I want and have the success in Melbourne? Yeah. You know, it just makes perfect sense for him. Greyhound yeah. Racing New South Wales must be getting a few ambassadors because they got Harry Garside, I noticed. He was there last yeah. night, wasn't he, for the million dollar, what do they call it, the Easter egg? Million dollar, dollar chase. chase, yeah, chase, yeah, yeah. yeah. Easter is, is the Easter? Is it, is it? <laughs> that was a couple of weeks ago. Sorry, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Is that the, It was actually funny the, enough. They ran this one this year at uh, at Easter time. Yeah, funnily <laughs> enough, yeah, it's not called the Christmas egg, is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you not get any Easter eggs? Sock? Did uh, the bunny not find you? Uh, Were look, you expecting them today? I live in a house where we t- start talking about Christmas trees in April, so yeah, don't oh, know really? the oh, there. No. It's one of those ones. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, so okay. I don't miss it, and we celebrate it. Um, Carols and everything. Everything. Yeah. Uh, really? Oh no, uh, that is not for me. Nah, yeah. So it's yeah. it's a moment that we should celebrate it's in time. Out. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, God, for making me an atheist. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you get a lot of gifts? In uh, not, not really. Our family's very subdued. Family time. I spend it with my 
lovely mother uh, and family. My sister's got two kids, so we just do the whole family thing that everyone else does. You start to appreciate the little things in life, Jalissa, mm. you know, like mm. on a Sunday here, what else would I be doing? Could be down at Manly Wharf by having beers instead. Yeah, could be with I'm your mum for Mother's Day. With you guys. Could be with my mother instead of decided to hang out with you two. <laughs> no, no, no. Good life choices we've all made today. Yeah. Hey, we've got a couple of texts here. Hi, team. We're just driving in the car with the family. Happy Mother's Day to Michelle. My daughter wanted to know what team you'll follow. We follow the Dragons, not look for looking for today, said Andrew. Uh, does he mean what team will follow in this game? Because I got bad news for you, Andrew. <laughs> I think it's, it has to be the Storm. Yeah, oh, the Storm pretty dominant. If he means what teams do we follow, we've got a rabbit or a bulldog and a raider in here, so a good mix. Uh, of bottom eight teams. <laughs> well, they're becoming that, aren't they, Souths? Yeah, they're... They were really disappointing against the Broncos. Yeah, let's take a, la- take a look at that game, the... I actually tipped the Broncos in this. This was my first good tip of the round. And yeah, they were paying over four dollars to win. Um, I mean, again, as the, a supporter, sock. Yeah, look, I, I just, I, I want to compliment the Broncos mainly on how well and and how uniform that team's become under Reynolds and Walters. I think they deserve it. You know, at the start of the year, you know, someone like Buzz Rothfield again, who keeps getting quoted as minutes, was sort of talking about how as Melbourne make a break here. Uh, and Ooh, shut quick. the gate. That's Meany. Yeah, Meany's going to score he under the post quick. in he, some broken be, play. Runs the full hundred. He'd be happy to have gone to the storm from the Bulldogs. Oh, oh you think? Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that is, that's from the, <laughs> the cellar door to yeah, the, yeah. He's yeah. playing really well. From the doghouse to, to the, the penthouse. penthouse. That's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. He's scoring tries for fun this season. Um, yeah. um, he's got a good set of toe on him. He's, mm. That was quick through yeah, the backfield. that was really quick. Yeah. It was Josh Adokar-esque. He's replaced Josh Adokar, I guess, down there at yeah, the Storm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, back to my bunnies. Sorry, guys. It'll be 12 nil with seven minutes to go in the St. George-Melbourne game. But, yeah, I think full credit has to go to Brisbane. I think the hallmark of the way they're playing at the moment is their defence. They just came up and in and really cramped Cody – Ilias um, and Murray at times. They tried to knock over the front door a few times early on, but the defence was just mm. impeccable. Um, you know, Cook did look a little bit more dangerous when he was running the ball early on, but errors again for Souths. And their fifth tacking, fifth 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 tackle options were poor. Again, just looked very disorganised. And it's going to take a bit of time for Ilias and the likes of Walker to find that sort of synergy that you know, Adam Reynolds would have had and he's bringing yeah. to Brisbane. So tip of the cap to Brisbane. They're now starting to play like a team um, that is, you know, got a top eight potential. And I'm kind of happy for him because there's been uh, – you want to see Brisbane teams doing well, as hard as that is to say. It's good That's for the competition. Hard to <laughs> um, but, you know, they've had they've had a couple of – what uh, last two years ago, you know, not yep. great last year and yep. now, you know, really starting to put it together. So – um, I think it's good for the game, those guys doing well. Just on that uh, Damien Cook chat, mm. the World Cup at the end of the year, is he still the number one hooker in Australia mm. or has Harry Probably Grant not, no, yeah. no, it's succeeded Harry Grant, him? of course. Yeah. Harry Grant. So, so if, if you're picking Harry Grant at run on hooker, mm. do you carry uh, Damien Cook on the bench or no, is there no real go, point? I think you'd go for someone a little bit more versatile and that could, yeah. be, that could be anyone. Yeah. There's so many different options so out there now. Damien Cook got kind of unlucky, right? So he debuts for the Kangaroos. Then we have two years of COVID with no international football. Mm. So he's barely even played for Australia. He's played way more Origins. And now he may have, his time may have 
run its course and we may be back to, to Harry Grant at hooker. Well, it's going to be interesting when they when the World Cup does come around, but there is going to be so many debutants. There's going to be like Nathan Cleary if he's in there for true. There, there will be so yeah, many debutants in that side because they yeah. haven't yeah. played in 2019. Selwyn Cobbo is probably the other player that is worth the mention, I think, at the Broncos oh, that they've yeah. unleashed. That now they're talking about a million-dollar player. They sort of liken him as a, a as a as their version of Latrell Mitchell. And you, yeah. you do start to see some flashes of brilliance of a yeah. young kid there um, a, a couple of weeks ago, a beautiful try of, you know, kicking. Uh, so he's sort of he's great, you know, heads-up footballer, I think, um, and got a great leap on him, great mm. in defence, and he's obviously extremely fast. He nearly ran Big 100 metres and put put everyone at South to bed pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, he burnt Alex Johnson yeah, big time, didn't he? Is, that was surprising. Which is amazing. So, yeah, yeah. Um, he's, got a, he's got a bit of a like a hybrid look between a, a really young GI yep. when he had that lanky frame and a Luttrell. With yeah. that sort of burly chest as well, he's yeah. great talent. Twelve months in a gym with you, mate. I reckon we could get him up there and as big as GI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Ryan yeah. Pappenhausen's obviously shaken off whatever happened to him because he converted that try and he's still out there for the Melbourne Storm. They lead St George twelve nil. After crunch time, it's coverage of the Sharks and Warriors um, with Mark Bray, Brooke, Gary Belcher, Scott Sattler with the call, and the NBL Grand Final is live on the SEN app. We'll be back after this break. Bird down a short side, looking for Ravalawa. He couldn't find him, and the Storm elect to keep it in because the counterattack is on, and Meany turns on the Jets, weaves his way through traffic, past the fullback like he wasn't there, and that is trademark Melbourne Storm from defence into attack, and Nick Meany, you Welcome back to Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. Win a Hilux and Camper on May 15 and support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au. We're almost to the end of the show, guys. What have you guys got on today? I'm in the process of moving house at the moment, so I'm living out of boxes. All my clothes are in boxes. Hate that. Oh, man, it has got to be one of the most stressful things. So I'm going home to clean. That is so grim. So grim. Mm. What are you doing, sir? I reckon it's one of the most stressful things you can do in your life, moving. I agree. Moving house. Yeah. yeah. yeah Getting yeah. home loans, selling one place, buying another place, yeah. packing, cleaning, staging, painting. Oh, not And exciting. you always go, this is, this is, I stay in this house for the next 10 years or forever. Yeah. Well, this is, it's pretty much 10 years to the day since I bought the place I'm in now. So I've been here 10 years, but it's, it's amazing the amount of stuff you accumulate. And I'm not yeah. talking like pots and pans and stuff. I'm just like little things like photo frames or plants or just stuff. Mm. Yeah. And you're trying to pack it. You go, how do I put this in a box? What do I? Are you really to... sentimental too? I keep everything. I'm not. I'm, I'm a thrower. I think and we've discussed this. Yeah. yeah thrower. I'll, I'll yeah. throw stuff. And I've been me? pretty brutal this, this past week throwing stuff. I'm a minimalist. I can't stand it. I'm the, what, what's the lady's name that does the stuff on Marie your Kondo. Marie Yeah, Kondo. Marie Kondo. If it doesn't bring you joy... Then you just right. lick it. So wow. yeah, and there's not too much around the house that brings I noticed joy. when when my <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the vacuum yeah goes. goes. <laughs> when when my girlfriend moved in, I started accumulating pillows. Firstly, uh, pillows everywhere, like twenty it's a bit pillows weird on my about bed. Teddy bears, but <laughs> <laughs> my 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 bed's got you know ten pillows on it. Then yeah. the lounge pillows, pillows, pillows. Then candles. A lot of candles around the yeah, around the place, the same at yeah. my house. and then just things slowly pile up. And then when you pack it, it's it's good at the time, right? It looks nice. It's homely, 
But when you're packing up, you go, all right, well, where do we put all the candles? Things. Where do we put all the pillows or stuff like that? And yeah. you look at a, you look at a, like a wardrobe and you're like, that'll take me five minutes to pack. And then it's like five boxes later yeah. and you're like, this is anyway, what yeah. are you doing? I've so? got, uh, well that's maybe inspired me a little bit, maybe do a bit of cleaning when I get home, get but nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a quiet one. I had a lunch a couple of days ago, a long lunch, uh, a political pre-election ago. lunch, wow. long lunch. So not yesterday, the day before. Uh, and what do you that mean a political? The, well, exactly. I can barely spell the word, let alone know what they were talking about. But uh, I just got some friends who invited me along and thought this might open your eyes to, you know, politics. Got, yeah, politics. And, you know, we've got voting. Maybe you do your civic duty and you learn a little bit and more about. And you vote. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't vote for the last one in Manly for the mayor. I just completely forgot oh, it was on. It. That yeah. cost 55 bucks. It's annoying, fair, isn't it? Fair. Well, it's a... You should vote. Yeah. You know, it's one of the privileges we have in this yeah. country. So, yeah. but I left feeling a little bit more, um, ambiguous than I did earlier on. So, right. uh, I might be team Teal, you know, these independents who are a bit of a protest vote, but then again, I've just, I, 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 I know that I know nothing. So there's yeah. a lot of independence up your way. There is Ali Stegall is actually in yeah. place. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, no, quiet day on the couch. I think I've got two more seasons of drive to survive to watch. I'm going to watch that. Oh, beautiful. I'm going to eat some junk food. Yes. I am just going to get my Zen on, um, pat my dog and do a bit of cleaning. You were telling us in the break, Jaleesa, that you're a junk food oh, yeah. fanatic. What's yeah. your go-to on a Sunday Arvo? Oh, I can eat anything. I sent Brooksy when he was doing um, the fast. This was actually really mean of me on reflection. I was like, <laughs> how's your fast going? And he was like, oh, yeah, good. Like so many hours down. And at that time I was literally eating McDonald's. Yeah. And I sent him a picture and I was What's like. What's your order at McDonald's? Well. Uh, well, I'm actually more of a KFC girl. Okay. So I like to go a large potato and gravy, a large chips, two um, drumsticks, a yeah. chocolate mousse, yeah. a popcorn chicken. Jesus. Goat wow. bucket. Just oh, yourself. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, but then I like to go next door and yeah. get the nuggets from McDonald's because I don't like oh, the nuggets wow. from. Popcorn chicken oh, plus nuggets. Because I don't like the nuggets. Um, yeah, yeah, I was telling yeah. Jimmy Smith when we were on mornings, uh, one morning at like 9.30 in the morning, I was craving KFC when I left here. Yeah. And I went, they don't open until 10. Like, oh, <laughs> really? Are you kidding? <laughs> Mac is for breakfast. I'm just oh, with a nose up on the window like this, <laughs> just feeding hey. on the door like, no, so, so, popcorn no, so what chicken. I did is I actually went a few streets back because I thought, well, I'll just wait. Yeah. And yeah. so I went a few streets back and I like reclined down and thought I'll just have a bit of a nap. Woke up an hour later. I had no freaking clue where I was. Oh my God. Until you fell I... asleep in your car waiting for KFC. Uh, yeah, I, I know. It was so grim. I think you might be an addict. <laughs> and then I... I think this sounds then, like a fiend here. And then I got out of the car and I was like, I actually could not figure out had I been to work or because it was like... <laughs> so I was just, anyway, delirious. So delirious. A, recover, then I, a recovering KFC addict. Is, yeah. And then I saw the colonel in the background. I was like, ah, I know what's uh, happening. Home. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know what's happening. Okay. Uh, you, that's a problem you may need to get checked out, no, but I, we'll move on. No, I seriously, mm. like, it's an addiction. Anyway. Um, got some texts in, have we? Yeah, we've got a couple of texts. Someone's told me to wash my mouth out and then I've lost the text, so I don't know why. They're talking about uh, Tedesco. When you said you, you were thinking about Pappenhausen, the they text? were very offended. I thought they were going, wash your mouth out. We don't want to hear about KFC. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, anyway. that too. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you're probably right, Teddy should be uh, fullback given his performances recently. What are we gearing up for today? Gearing up um, with Dometic, the Dometic Go collection, just pack, stack and go. Gearing up for in Sharks, Warriors. What are you gearing up for? Gearing up for a 13-plus Sharks win. I've got them multied with Manly. 
It's a big one for me. I'm going to cash in this Mother's Day. Yep, and I'm back in the, the gun, so well done. <laughs> I know, that was gearing up. Thanks to Dometic. We'll have the call live here right after us on SEN. And also on the SEN app, the NBL Grand Final, the Kings take on the Jack Jumpers, 24 to 15. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.